The all-new Toyota RAV4 asks, what if? What if your ride was refined and rugged at the same time? Introducing the all-new RAV4 Hybrid. 208 combined horsepower and standard all-wheel drive make it the most powerful RAV4. Plus, with its head-turning style and breakaway speed, it's bound to change the way you think of a hybrid. The all-new RAV4 Hybrid. Toyota. Let's go places. Horsepower. Ratings achieved using the required premium Atlanta gasoline with an octane rating of 91 or higher. Premium fuel is not used. Performance will decrease. It's a tough one, but I'm not buying into Maeda being this bad because he's been terrible this year. It's not going to continue. Sanchez, on the other hand, has a little bit of trouble with the walks and is facing an incredibly low strikeout team in the Dodgers and an incredibly high walk rate team in the Dodgers. I don't think Sanchez can make it late in this game, and he can't strike out a whole lot of guys on this team here. So I'm rolling with Maeda, giving up 1.5 strikeouts. I don't even care. Next up, we have Muncy versus Peterson. Again, I've gone through this many times. Take the tiebreaker on run slash RBIs if you're getting the same, if not better, of a batter here. Peterson's batting at the top of the lineup. That means the guy batting before him is going to be the pitcher or anyone who pinch hits or a worse batter. Well, Muncy should be batting right in the thick of things and has more guys to hit in and more guys to hit him in. Everything points towards Muncy being the better play here. So you roll with him. This is an easy prop. Just take it and move on. All right, guys. Thanks. Hope you enjoyed the video. Again, I'll be back next week with some more props for you over on Monkey Knife Fight. Sign up using the promo code Grinders. Get over there and get your free money. I'm out of here. See you, kids. Hey, thanks for checking out our videos. If you want more expert advice on DraftKings, FanDuel, or any other daily fantasy sports, make sure you check out the current videos playlist. and welcome to the Rotor Grinders MLB Draft Show. I'm your host, Travis Mangone, and I'm here with Bobby Fi back at it, doing some drafts again, man. How's it going over there? Doing good, man. Uh, just going through this crazy, huge slate. We got, a, obviously, a busy day here on Rotor Grinders, so it's a fun day. Everybody in chat, everybody doing all this. Uh, should be a fun day. Yeah, it should be an awesome day. There, there's, a, there's a lot of good bats on this slate. Uh, you know, there's good pitchers, too. Tons of shows going on throughout the day. It's a jam-packed day over here at Road Grinders. And don't forget, man, we have NBA, too, right? We got NBA content as well. I know uh, Big T's been winning all the money. He's doing some uh, premium content, so if you want to check that out, uh, you know, that's always good, too. There's some NBA action, too. So it's an awesome day. It's that time of year. But we're going to do some drafts. And before we kind of dive in and talk about the slate and do some drafts, be sure to give me a follow on here. My name is Mangone. It's M-A-N-G-O-N-E. That's how you get in these drafts. What's going to happen is I'm going to make a draft. I'm going to name it. And then uh, I'm going to send it out to my followers. So that is the way that you guys can get in on these drafts. So yeah, give me a follow. It's M-A-N-G-O-N-E. If you want to get in on these drafts with us, it should be a really fun time. Uh, Bobby, how about you tell the people, give them the slate breakdown, kind of what you're looking at. 
just give a nice little overview because I think this is a really, really awesome tournament slate. It is an awesome tournament slate. And the thing that I'm struggling with is trying to figure out how to get the pitchers I want in with the, the stacks that I want without going way down at SP2. But I think that that might have to be the answer um, on two pitcher sites. Overall, I think that there's a lot of good stacks, a lot of ways to go. A lot of the hitters that I want are a little bit priced up more than I'd like today. So not as many really cheap bats um, as I've liked in the past, even on this massive slate, at least in, you know, as we have right now. Um, obviously, we don't have all the lineups out yet, so we'll see. But, um, yeah, there's, there's like five stacks that, I'm that I've got as priorities that I'm sort of whittling down to, to two or three that I'm really, really interested in because it's, it's definitely a, a, a slate where I think you've got to prioritize your bats. But at the same time, most of the decent pitching options are pretty expensive. So it's, it's a little bit of a tricky slate, but a, definitely a great one for tournaments. Yeah, well, hopefully we can help you whittle them down throughout the show and kind of get there. Um, the big takeaway that I had when I was looking at the slate, right, I was like, okay, so if you look at this slate, first of all, the Angels, right, they have a run total above five. Actually, it's above six. Uh, it's the only team with that total on the slate. Then you have another team, right? You got the Red Sox. Their total is above five. You have the Astros. Their total, that one, is above five as well. The Twins, that one's above five. I haven't even mentioned Coors Field, which we always know Coors can go crazy especially with a bad lefty in there with those power ready. So this is just a jam, jam packed slate for uh batter. So uh, yeah, I I'm really excited to check it out. You talked about pitching, Bobby. Uh, let me know about the pitching. You said that there's just like an SP that you're playing and then it sounds like you're going to be going to a cheap one. Is there like one dude you're prioritizing today? I don't like the umpire for, uh, we don't have all the umpire information yet. I'm not crazy about the umpire for Verlander and at the price, it sort of gives you a little bit of a reason to maybe go look other directions at a price and ownership. Um, I think Wheeler is the guy who I'm using the most of. That just seems to make the most sense. I like the matchup. He's pitched against this team, I believe, five times in his career, put up 25 fantasy points on DK or more, and I believe all five or at least the last five that he's pitched against them. Um, really like the spot. The price is a little bit more affordable. He's my number one as of right now. Uh, other than that, and, and then when you get to SP2, like, or if you want to, you can try paying up for both guys, but it does, you do have to sacrifice the bats. And, and there are some guys you can pay down for in order to do that. It's just, do you want to do that on a slate where we have, we expect a lot of runs to be scored in some games where we have some really expensive bats. So it's just about prioritizing uh, as far as that goes. And for me, Wheeler, uh, Verlander, and Castillo would be the top, but obviously they're the most expensive. I like Mar I like Marquez actually, or Marquis, however you want to say it. Um, Cause he feels like I get corrected no matter how I say it, but I actually don't mind him in the Coors game. Um, he's not as much of a discount as I'd like, but I do think there's huge K upside against the San Diego offense for him. So he's another guy that I'm looking at, um, but it's going to be primarily Wheeler with some Ver some Verlander and Castillo as my SP1 and then mixing in, you know, Marquez and then going all the way down to taking some shots on guys like Homer Bailey um, and uh, potentially even Dylan Covey or, or Derek Rodriguez. Um, I mean, I hate the idea of playing Covey, but you look at that that Toronto offense and what they've been doing. It's it's hard not to have interest in any starting pitcher against them, any starting pitcher, particularly a righty against them. So I, I just have like mild interest there, and I, I'm sort of I'm still sort of you know figuring through the slate because I I like a lot of these pitchers on the top end, and it, like I mentioned, it's just hard to find out with the bats. What what are your thoughts? Yeah. I think it's tough, man. I think at the top, like Verlander, he'd be a great play, right? But the more I think about it in tournaments, it just feels like, one, the, the starting SPs, and I know this doesn't matter for today specifically, but they're, they're been getting killed. But that's not really what matters, in my opinion. It's just the bats have really been what have been getting there. It's not that the starting pitchers have been getting destroyed. It's that the bats have been really important. So I'm prioritizing my bats. I'm not building my lineup out with my pitchers first. 
Uh, I'm building my lineup out with getting the bats that I want, getting the offenses that I think are best. I think that's the best way to approach the tournaments. And then kind of figure out your pitchers from there. It might not be pretty, Bobby. Pretty sure you played Andrew Kashner against the Blue Jays already once this year as like a leverage play. I thought I heard you say that on the show. If you did that, you should be able to play Dylan Covey today. I, th- I think you can pull it off. Uh, I did that and it worked. And it's, you know, it works every time, it seems like with Kashner. Yeah. The, the funny thing is, is like, so Kashner, we, we're kind of, we haven't waved the white flag yet, right? But uh, Kashner's a guy that we're definitely, um, we definitely are not like stacking against every single time still, but at the start of the year we were, right? And it feels like a similar spot to Kobe where the Blue Jays would make a ton of sense, but there's just better offenses. Uh, so yeah, uh, if you're able to do that, you should be able to go with Kobe. Uh, real quick, before we get into the drafts, we're going to do that in a second. Again, remember, if you want to get into the drafts, uh, my name is Mangone. Give me a follow over there. It's M-A-N-G-O-N-E. Uh, but we are doing a giveaway, a free month of premium giveaway for YouTube likes. We are going for 200 today, guys. We are pushing to get 200. So give us the YouTube like on this video. Uh, if you are one of the people that like it of the 200, you know what that means? You get a free month of premium. So uh, that seems like a good deal, Bobby. Free like and you get a you know premium subscription for programs. Absolutely. It's a great deal. Yeah, it works for me. And like, hey, we got the we got the majors coming up. So I'm sure you get the golf content. That's going to be awesome. Chance to win a million dollars. You got uh, baseball. You still got basketball. Uh, tons of stuff going on. So yeah, uh, we're going to dive in and do these drafts though, Bobby. Hopefully you're ready to go. Uh, I know Grant's not here to give us a crazy name on the draft. So we're just going to keep it simple. Um, MLB drafts and I'll put join. Make sure everyone joins when they see it. Ready to go? Let's do it. All right. I'm going to make sure to I'm going to put everyone, I guess I'll put everyone on this. Why not? Everyone following me is going to get an invite, even you. Yep, we're going to give everyone it. Let's go. Three, two, one. And it should go, Bobby. I still don't have it on my screen yet. There we go. There you go. I, I did a 10, man. Maybe I should have done eight to see That's first right. time, but uh, we'll see. Hopefully the hopefully the followers uh, come out and uh, join us. If not, we'll just sit and talk about the slate. So uh, no complaints there. Uh, should be a lot of fun. I, 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 I used to love doing the drafts, man. I haven't done them as much lately, and uh, with golf coming around the corner, I'm definitely going to do them for like the next major. I don't know how much you dabble in the golf, but uh, go- golf is the one that I enjoy a lot. If I knew more about it, I would do it on the draft app. I really like actually using the draft app. I just haven't been doing as much lately. been focusing more on just, you know, the regular slates and everything. But I really do love any any excuse I have to to get back on this thing. And now, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's just so much fun. But uh, yeah, I don't do it as much for golf, but I definitely think it would be a lot of fun for baseball. I believe they um I I don't know this for sure. I talked with Grant about it. Um I believe they added a feature now, like back when I used to play a lot, it used to be a pain to swap, right? That was an absolute disaster and like they were trying to fix it. I think they have it where now you can swap. So definitely uh for for next basketball season, I'll probably be all over. That was like the one thing I played a lot of basketball on and I even played playoffs not too long ago. Um and that was pretty good. But that was the one thing that was a little frustrating, but I believe they have the update on that. Uh so yeah. Uh excited to do this. We got, let's see how many people. Oh, we're filled. So there we go, Bobby. Uh, we got tons of different people in here. We got people with shields, people without shields. Uh, you know, should be a lot of fun. And let's see, where are you and I drafting? You're at, you're uh, 1.9 and I'm 1.7. So uh, yeah, um, I don't know. So I, last time I played MLB drafts, I, I wasn't really taking pictures early. I, I prioritized the stacks. I believe I'm going to do the same here. Do you think you're going to do that as well? Yeah, I mean, going ninth, it's sort of interesting. Like, if there's no, if my favorite pitcher is still on the board at nine, I think you can take him here. But like I said, I have all these guys pretty, pretty similarly close together, so I think it does make a sense, make sense to take the bats first. Um, just it actually, will bring up an interesting thing because I think that, I mean, I guess Trout's going to go somewhere around one in these drafts or two, which just completely makes sense. I just want to point out, like, he's walking at an absurdly high rate. 
And for GPPs and tournaments, he's getting to that point where it's becoming like, is this even a good play anymore? Because he's walking so much. Um, I think he'll start hitting the ball better than he has been so far, obviously. But it just worries me how often and how willing they, you know, are to pitch around him. And I, it's just something that, that going forward for tournaments, you know, it might be something we have to work, worry about, like a, like Votto when he was still a good hitter or still a power hitter. Um, it's hard to take these guys in GPPs for at these prices if they're going to be walking twice a game at least. Yeah, I get that argument, but Otani is back, right? I think that we're going to have to see how I, – I mean, obviously, like a weak sample is not the greatest, but see how things go from there. I was definitely in that camp. I rostered Trout really early in the season, and I said to myself, dude, why, why are you rostering Trout? I kept saying, why are you keep doing this day and day? Because it's not worth it, right? That He doesn't have the upside. Uh, sure, he'll get me like, you know – I should say he doesn't have the upside, but um, he was just walking too much, just like you're saying, and that was a concern to me. Obviously, in cash, I get it, but – if that was my big bat spend and I need him to really get me there, it was, you know, kind of limiting some upside, which is sometimes needed in cash games when you have some bad plays that uh, you need an out like Trout. And if, if Trout's not going to give you the out because he's walking so much, that could be a concern. So uh, I don't know. I think I'm going to give him the pass for now, at least for the series against Baltimore. I mean, Baltimore is terrible, so I don't want to do that. But Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, this is a great spot for him. It's, it, the problem is he doesn't steal as much as he used to either. Um, it's funny if you look at him like at the top, like, and people would think, oh, Trout is a stolen base upside. And they wouldn't think of that with a guy like Bellinger. But the truth is Bellinger has much more stolen base upside than a guy like Trout does. And so far has shown a lot more power this year. Uh, I'm not saying it's going to continue forever, but I'm saying that it's just something to keep in mind going forward. Like it's not maybe as good a GPP play as we, as it used to be. Looks like we lost the screen here on the, on the. Yeah, I know. Um, that's because I got a call and I thought we had that situated before we got on here, but, um. Yeah, I have to make my pick real quick. So let me at least do that and get a get a batter I want. Um, I'm, I'm rattled like Dean right now. You know, hit me with the sevens, basically. Uh, let's see. I, I I know what I'm gonna do here. Perfect. Tyler Glass now second pitcher off the board. What are your thoughts about that? Yeah. Um. I, I just think it's. I get it. I just think it's early to take pitcher. I'd rather want to get your stack. That's how I am at least in the ten mans. But again, I mean, I don't know what pitch I'm going to be dealt with. Uh, that's going to be kind of ugly. Um, and Devin, let me know if the screen is back up. It's not back up. Okay. Let me try and figure this out on the fly if I can. That'll be interesting to see if we can do this. Let's see. Let's see. Okay. Did we get out? There we go. All right. And then I grab one of my favorite hitters of the day today. All right, Devin, let me know when you got the screen back up, just so I know. I think it's up again. I got the red thing up, so we should be good. Perfect. So yeah, who'd you say? You say you took one of your favorite hitters for the day. You took Otani. Uh, I liked him and I wanted to go him, but someone else took Trout, Bobby. So I was like, oh, that that's kind of annoying. So I didn't want to really go with the Angel stack there. Uh, talk to me about Otani and why he's one of your favorite guys. Uh, you got a guy. This is like the perfect matchup for him. You got a fly ball pitcher in a in a park, uh, like a huge park upgrade, obviously for him. He's absolutely mashed right hitting pitching since he's come into the league. I'm gonna make my other pick real quick here. Just taking a look at my. Uh, my ownership percentages and deciding where I want to where I want to go because of it next. Um, sorry about that. Oh, dude, I'm so tilted. I didn't see Arenado went one and Story went four. Like I wouldn't have took Blackman. I thought they were still on the board for some reason. I'm crazy. I just really messed up here. Oops. Well, I'm gonna get auto drafted. I think. No, I didn't quite. I ended up. I didn't want to take my picture there, but I ended up uh, sort of panicking there because I didn't realize that a couple of my guys had already gone off the board because I was busy yeah. talking. Same. I didn't. This is what happens when we do the shows sometimes, uh, especially yeah. while doing the drafts. Uh, not not saying we, we can pay the rate at times, but there, there's some drafts I've done that I go, oh man, that's definitely not a good team. But um, yeah, uh, Blackman got taken from me. But talk to me about Otani again. Why, why do you like it so much? 
you got a fly ball pitcher in uh, in Australia against him who's been really bad this year. You've got, you know, just a- absolutely massive power from Otani. Absolutely has crushed right-handed pitching since he's come in the league. Huge stadium upgrade for him overall. Uh, love his spot in the order. Highest team total on the board. Uh, first good matchup he's had of the year. I just I love the whole situation for him. I think that he's my favorite play in that game, pricing considered in all things. Um, obviously, Trout, I would expect to score the most fantasy points more times than not. But for today, considering the discount and the upside, I, I really like Otani. Um, I also think he's less likely to walk as many times as Trout is going to. Yep, I think that makes sense. And obviously the Angels offense, the one thing that's kind of nice about them, if you're talking from just a t- stacking perspective, not really on draft, like you get some of these guys a lot cheaper, right? You can, you know, get the guy like a guy like Angelton Simmons, who's cheap around the industry. Tommy Lestella, he's not cheap, what he, uh, you know, cheap what Tommy Lestella would be, but he's, uh, you know, cheaper in the stack, right? Rather than going to the Astros. And again, I think the Astros are a great stack. When you kind of stack them up, you're putting in Springer, Altuve, Correa, Brightman, like, uh, you know, money adds up really quick. So that's the one thing that's nice about some of these angels. You can kind of get some cheaper guys, adjusting for at the bottom, bottom of the order, who despite being a top 35 hitter, man, batting eighth, he's got some power. So uh, there you yep. go for Justin. Uh, good old Justin Bohr over there. He's a nice little cheap value play. Um, I took Nelson Cruz. What do you think of the Twins? That feels like a team that might go a little overlooked. It, I mean, those some of those power righties uh, you got there, you know, in Cron and, and Nelson Cruz. I obviously like taking in Minnesota. I like taking those righty bats that have power because it's a better home run opportunity. Eddie Rosario can crush the ball, so I just don't care. Like I'll, I'll take him no matter what. What's your take on some of these uh, Minnesota Twins? Love the Twins. Um, if it's, it's it's hard because there's a lot of good stacks today and. The Twins are definitely up there. I, I built two, you know, shell lineups in the 555 before the show after doing my research, and the twin stack was one of my one of my two big stacks. Okay, that, that, that I kind of like hearing that. I think that could be like the the quote unquote sneaky stack, I guess you could say today. Um, there's a lot of stacks today, Bobby. So I'm asking a really difficult question. Uh, rank the top five stacks for me. Like I know that's hard. That's definitely not an easy one. Are but... we are we factoring in raw points? Are we talking about uh, pricing consider draft like I, I, it's hard to answer that question because i do think that those that that's that's the big part of it is you know there's the raw who you expect to score the most and then there's the guys who are cheaper so they they're easier to fit in <laughs> yeah I, I, can you do both if you can do yeah, both let's for do us, that, yeah let, let's talk about it because i think that's i really think that's the key to this slate so i guess like raw points who, who's the top offensive top five I like the I, I do like the Angels a lot. They're they're not my favorite team to stack in general, but I just like the spot a ton for them uh, against Straley in that Baltimore bullpen. Uh, I I I worry a little bit like you know the Red Sox. I am fine stacking, but I I don't think Swanson's as bad as everybody thinks, and the Red Sox have let us down a bunch this year. I don't think their lineup is quite as good as everybody else does. Although they certainly have some some you know I love JD today as a as a one off individual play anyway. But um, if I had to rank them, I guess just in in raw order of I guess the guys that I'm using the most, uh, it is the Angels, Twins, uh, and then mini stacks mostly for me uh, of the Dodgers, Rockies, White Sox, and uh, two two to three mans of Toronto. That's sort of what I'm looking at today. All right, so uh, talking about the Dodgers, uh, obviously their offense is just insane, and I don't think they're going to have any ownership, and it's Anibal Sanchez, so it makes sense. Um are you, are you going to ride the hot streak with what the Dodgers are doing? Or, or is it a homer pick, Bobby? Because we all know you're a Dodgers fan. We all know how much you love them. Well, I literally almost won every single cent the other night because I 
just, that's just Justin Turner and my Dodgers almost got me there. I ended up ended up just missing the the first place there. But uh, but I'm gonna I'm gonna keep riding with it. it. Has nothing to do with the Homer thing. It's this team is just absolutely loaded. It has some of the power. They you know Corbin dominated them last night. It's gonna happen with with some lefties against them this year for sure. Um, and it's gonna happen again with righties occasionally. I more prefer a mini stack here, but I I love. You know, look, Seager's going to start hitting at some point. I know he's been terrible. He's just so cheap, and I know he's been bad for us and all this stuff. I'm still going to keep playing him and riding it out. Uh, JT, they finally raised his price because he's on fire right now. He always heats up in May. I think it's no different right now this year. Um, so I like him quite a bit. So I'm just going to make a quick pick here. Yeah, uh, go right ahead and make your pick. I, I'll, I'll say what my pick was. I ended up going with uh, Polanco, right? Uh, I went with another twin. And if CJ Cron comes back, I guess I'm going to go with him and kind of get the uh, – the three-man stack and then figure out my pitcher. I see your Chrome will probably be available, and I don't see anyone going out of their way, so maybe I'll take a pitcher next, actually, instead. But um, go ahead. What were you saying? Um, no, just talking about the Dodgers. So, yeah, they're going to be much lower than they should be. I think Bellinger is still one of the best plays on the slate. I, I think I think he's actually a better play than Trout is um, tonight, personally, and especially because he's going to have zero ownership and Trout's going to still – people are going to try and jam Trout in. No one's going to try and jam Bellinger in hardly. I think he'll probably be about 5%. Um, so I like those two especially. And then, obviously, I mentioned Turner already. Those are my three favorites. Chris Taylor is a fine spend down if he's in the lineup. Peterson's a, I think Peterson's a good play. I just hate that they keep rotating him and Kiki. Um, and then Muncie, obviously, but he's a little bit pricey. It's just like everybody else, they're all a little bit pricey. So I tend to side with a mini stack with guys like Bellinger, Turner, and Seager and maybe play two of those three or all three of them. Are you worried about Bellinger? Oh, not Bellinger. Oh, yeah. Are you worried about Bellinger's like injury that he had and just kind of that maybe halting like the streak that he was on and just kind of messing up his groove at all or, or kind of just getting in the way of him? I'm not really worried about it, to be honest with you. I think that he's fine. I just think that, you know, it's not like everybody's going to hit, you know, a home run every day and a double and walk twice like he has been, like he did the first month of the season. But I do, I do think what's happening with him is real. I don't think it'll ever be real to the extent that it was last month. Like nobody's that hitter, but he's going to, you know, I, I would say keep improving, but I think you're going to see see more, you know, two week stretches where he does what he did, or one week stretches where he did what does what he did last month. And I just want to be all over him as much as I can this year while he's at low ownership. Yeah, totally makes sense there. And uh, you know, I just got a phone call from my mom, and this is I haven't gotten calls all day long, Bobby. We're going to get calls all throughout the show. It's just bound <laughs> to happen. Um, totally going down. So uh, hopefully that's not the case, though. Hopefully we get no more phone calls interrupting. But uh, yeah, I ended up panicking and taking Eduardo Rodriguez, who, um, if you look at some projection sites, he's a pitcher we haven't talked about yet. And I know Seattle is a scary offense, Bobby, but he's grading out kind of well. We haven't talked about too much umpire data. He's a guy that is very umpire data reliant for me because you know how Erod is. He can absolutely blow up. And if he has a favorable ump, he can cruise. So, um, I don't think we have the information on Erod yet, but any interest in him as a tournament player? I mean, I'll have some of them because I'm playing a number of tournaments, but I don't feel like excited about it. Um, I'll say, Bobby, I'll say this. I love plate IQ rating and rotor grinders. I, I talk about it a ton whenever I do content. He is number one in plate IQ rating for pitchers today, which you wouldn't think right on this slate. You would have thought it was someone else. It's because they have a high strikeout rate versus lefties. They also crush lefties. Um, so it's kind of weird. Um, they also work counts and are patient and he tends to struggle to stay around in games and work, get his pitch count. He always gets the pitch count up. It just worries me a lot. Um, I actually think I would side way more with Seattle bats. Um, but I, again, I'll have a tiny bit of exposure because these guys in the mid range, like I don't, I, I want to try and pay down somewhere. and I don't feel great about 
you know, I, I prefer Marquez, Marquez, I guess I would say, over Rodriguez, but not by so much that I won't take a shot on Rodriguez. Yeah, one last try and sell on him. The price. Not a man. great umpire, by the way, for him. Oh, is it? It's bad? Oh, see that? Terrible. Not terrible. Hudson's probably like on the, like, probably like 19 or 20. Dude, he's one dude. I'm like, oh, if the umpire is bad, I'm out. Like, it's just like, I can't, I can't do it. But uh, his price is really cheap. That was a guy, again, we, you know, you even discussed possible Dylan Kobe, right? Uh, when you're doing that, uh, I kind of want to try and find my way to maybe one of these mid-tier guys. Yeah, and, but that's a huge price difference. Six uh, points. Yeah, I know. It's, that's like, that's the difference between, that's more than the difference between Rodriguez and, and Scherzer. No, I, I agree. Let, let's talk about another guy. And uh, Homer Bailey is someone that I'm sort of kind of intrigued in. I, I want to see what that Phillies lineup is. It's not what it was a week or two ago when it was absolutely nasty. We had some really like high strikeout guys, young players in the lineup. Uh, guys are, you know, back up and, and have gotten healthy. But Homer Bailey, if you look at his last four games, he has six or more strikeouts in each of those games. And the teams he played against were the Twins, the Yankees, the Indians, the Mariners. I mean, those are not offenses that, you know, you think are easy to cruise by. So, um, I'm not saying Homer Bailey is, you know, the best play on the board, but I think it is price and getting in all those bats. I think you can get those strikeouts and maybe get through five or six innings, you know, give up a run or two. And, uh, I think he can pull it off. You talked about him a little bit. Uh, tell me about Homer Bailey. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, a decent umpire, by the way, I hate taking pitch. I like Philly a lot in general, but this is a stadium downgrade for them. Um, I love their offense at home. They, you know, they've been another team that's been really good to me earlier this season, even though they've been streaky. Um, I think that they're, you know, there's enough, there's enough here for him to have a, to go out there and put up 18 to 20 fantasy points, which is great. But I don't feel like it's like an amazing sure thing spot. I don't feel great about any of these cheap guys. I just think we can get, you know, maybe squeeze out 15 to 20 from one of these guys. And I think he's the most likely, uh, you know, followed by Rodriguez and then Kobe. But Kobe does have probably a little bit more upside because of how bad that, that Toronto offense is. I'm just, I've seen people work through, you know, you'll have 25 pitches through three innings and, and then three strikes at the same time against them. You see it all the time against this team. Um, they just haven't, I mean, I, what are their numbers? What are they averaging? Like one and a half runs a game off starting pitching. It's like ridiculous. Um, I yeah, don't know. I just the, think it's, we're taking a shot. Yeah. Like, uh, listen, I have a sour taste in my mouth from the Blue Jays uh, from early on in the season. We were stacking it. It felt like every day it was absolutely gross. Um, man, I don't want to really stack the Blue Jays that much. Uh, and hey, Kobe, listen, he kind of had like a little streak last year where he was solid, right? Um, maybe he can recapture that. Maybe he's had some struggles and he's kind of figured it out. Sometimes these pitchers, you know, they go through a slump and they, they change up their pitch, right? That's something you can kind of like look for. So that's something maybe I should dig in on too on Twitter. I can maybe check right now throughout the show because sometimes these guys like realize at the start of the year, hey, I'm not pitching well and I need to like kind of change some stuff up. And then they do that. So, uh, but I don't know. Kobe's not the greatest, uh, greatest guy. But again, you're not playing him because you like Dylan Kobe. The reason you're playing him is because he gets you the bats. And uh, I actually have a tweet right here from May 5th. Kobe spoke about needing to use his cutter, which moves in the opposite direction of his sinker. So, yeah, he said he got whiffs on both of his cutters, and he threw uh, a perfect. Uh, he said he threw a perfect nine pitch first inning. So, hey, there you go. He's trying to do other things, right? And if pitchers are trying to do other things, they're trying to improve and change, and they could, you know, kind of get back to old form. So, I don't know, Bobby. Does that have you interested? Yeah, I mean, I, it's. I'm, I'm mildly interested. It doesn't feel great, but it's more betting against this this Toronto offense. The weird part is because of their prices and how bad they've been. I do also want to take some bats because of how bad Kobe's been. So it's just one of those weird spots where I'm interested in both sides of it a little bit. Um, I would be more interested in the Philly side too against Bailey, but it's not in Philly, and I don't like the stadium as much. And it's too big a slate and all that. Yeah, and they're too expensive basically. 
Yeah, makes some sense. Uh, before we kind of get in and we're going to break down the teams and kind of talk about them uh, team by team, Bobby, um, don't forget, guys, we are running a promotion here. It is for free premium. We need 200 likes on the YouTube video. Head on over there. Go to YouTube and make sure to give us a like. Once we get 200 likes, we are going to have one of you get a free month of premium. Like I said before, we have golf uh, majors coming up. We have NBA content going on. We have MLB. Uh, you know, you get to read Cheese as Good as article. Uh, this is an awesome promotion, guys. If you just hit a like on the video, you can possibly get free premium. So please head on over and do that for us over here. Um, Bobby, let's break down the teams. Uh, I don't know if you're looking at it, but the first team up, uh, you know, they, they have a Red Sox stack, and they have Kenta Maeda, who's a pitcher we haven't talked about yet. Um, break down this team. Uh, yeah, worry a little bit about Maeda. Um, I'm trying to look at the team on your. I guess I don't have your screen in front of me. I'm looking at the. Yeah, I mean, you could. Yeah, you could do it on yours too. It's fine. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, uh, which team I'm looking at? Uh, the first <laughs> team. Find the one with me. Yeah, but it's not the first team on mine. Oh, um, interesting. Uh, yeah. Maeda on oh here. no, I'm I'm dumb. I had to scroll over. So let's uh let's go to the Granky team. My bad. Okay. No. No problem. Um. Yeah, uh, I don't love Granky tonight. He does have a good umpire, but like I think that he, I think he, he'll be fine. Like I, I don't mind. I don't know where they took him. Let's see. Um, yeah, I think it makes sense about where they got him. But uh, I, I do like uh, all the hitters they have. They, they chose here. I think that every one of these guys individually uh, is definitely on some of my ro- one or two of my rosters. Santana being the least like least owned only because he's at the same price as a lot of other hitters that I like. But definitely like the lineup. They don't have the uh, not correlated, but I do like all the individual hitters. Yeah, and I don't think you have to always correlate. If you're just getting all these power bats that you think hit home runs, that's perfectly fine too. My fear with Granky is the Braves, right, uh, Bobby? I don't love taking, uh, you know, I don't love taking pitchers against the Braves, especially a guy like Granky. I feel like he's not the highest strikeout guy. And like, I want him to, against teams like the Padres, right? Uh, you know, that, that righty on righty. Um, the Braves just don't strike out a ton, so not not something I love today. He's more slate specific, but um, yeah, we'll, we'll have to see how that shakes up for him. He definitely has a ton of power bats, so uh, he's definitely in play to take down some money here. I'll break down the next thing. We got Verlander, who's a phenomenal option. Then we got four, you know, pretty decent bats. We got Muncie, Mark Reynolds, uh, Harper, and Desmond. I don't love the Coors bats. I obviously wish you could get the other ones. But, um, yeah, second Coors is probably kind of difficult for him. Uh, what do you kind of think about that, having Desmond and Reynolds? Desmond's my favorite play from the Coors game in regular DFS. Um, oh, wow, why is that? It's, he's pricing related. He's really hitting the ball a lot better. Um, Lauer can hit, can give up some fly balls and pitches usually in a fly ball friendly park and now is going to Coors. Uh, Desmond is an extreme ground ball hitter. Uh, I think that there's some power upside and he's just been hitting lefties well. Um, he's always hit lefties well, but he's been hitting the ball better recently. Uh, and I love that price tag on him across the industry. So I think that he's one of the better plays uh, from the Coors side of it. Uh, obviously Reynolds is another guy who is not a guy who I, you know, I would prefer the other guys over him, but I, I still like where, you know, they have like the little mini stack. I like Harper and Muncie fine enough. It's, it's fine. Um, I don't think that I would, you know, again, I wouldn't try and get Desmond and Reynolds so much in this format, but I do like them in regular DFS because they are cheap exposure to that game. All right. Uh, let's head on over to the next team, Bobby. And uh, he's got Odorizzi, who that's a pitcher we haven't talked about against the bad Tigers offense. And then we got a bunch of home run hitters. What do you think of this team? Um, wait, sorry. Say that one more time. Uh, we have Odorizzi. He's a pitcher against the Tigers. We haven't talked about him. I, I, we're looking for cheap pitchers, right? Or uh, so, what do you think of Odorizzi as an option? Yeah, I like Odorizzi better than I like better than I like uh, Eduardo Rodriguez. But I think that they're both like in the same, a little bit in a similar boat. I, I think they're both okay. The problem I'm having using them on the two pitcher sites is that you're not getting that much of a discount um, <laughs> from from the guys who I like a little bit better. Like I mean, they're 900 less on DraftKings than than Wheeler. They're 300 less than Mar- Marquez. 
it's just a little bit of a struggle for me. Although I don't, I, I do think I'll be using some Odorizzi tonight. Um, and then the bats are all like, these are guys who I think you could use, like, you know, they're terrific individual bats. There's no correlation again, but I love, I love VR tonight. Um, I love, I love Abreu, but I just think it's going to be hard to get him in. And then obviously we, we know everything I said about Trout, but I still think, you know, in this format, if you can get him, you definitely try and get him as early as you can. Um, and then Rosario just crushing the ball in a good matchup. Really like this team actually as individual hitters go, but I think we're going to feel that way about everybody tonight because there's a lot of good hitters out there. All right, we'll break down uh, two more teams. Before we do that, Bobby, uh, the Minnesota Twins lineup's out. Uh, it's Kepler, Polanco, Cruz, Rosario, Cron, Gonzalez, Garver, uh, Scope, the mouthwash, and then uh, Buxton. So there you go. I know you were looking for the Twins lineup. So just I was to- hoping for Adrian Endra in there just to get another cheap exposure in addition to uh, Marwin. Yeah, at a, at a short stop position, you probably don't love, right? That that makes sense. Uh, I kind of looked at I kind of looked at that idea as well because uh, I do think you're gonna have to punt some spots to get all these bats, but. Um, Next team up, uh, you know, we have a Red Sox stack here, which I, I think is great, obviously. You know, Moreland, J.D., and Benintendi. That makes a ton of sense. And then Paul Goldschmidt, he can always crush the ball. And then Kenta Maeda is the pitching option. Um, you know, your boy, I don't know if he's your boy, but he is your manager, uh, Dave Roberts. He always is the worst. Um, can we trust him tonight, Bobby? What would you kind of do with Maeda today? Because I do think he's not a terrible option, but uh, that leash is just a, too scary. It's been weirdly low, and he used to be the guy who was the safest. Like, it's kind of gotten strange, so I don't really know what's going on, and I think that they really – he just they, they don't trust him in his stuff right now. It's a it's a high-risk tournament play with probably not the craziest upside, but there there is enough um, to take a shot on it. I mean, if you extend that to 95 pitches or even if he's efficient, like, this Washington team isn't as strong as it was early in the year. No Soto, um, Rendon just coming back. So – it's fine. It's just not where I'm going to go on this giant slate. All right. And we'll break down, uh, we'll break down one more team here. Uh, we'll break down. Let's see. Um, I guess we'll do uh, I think this team's great. HGT four's team. He's the purple star. Uh, he has a Marquez. Uh, it's right next to yours. What do you think? Right in between our, uh, what do you think of his team? Uh, uh, it's a, uh, it's, it's, oh, so I'd like a Marquez with La Stella Simmons, Calhoun, Betts, I love this team. It's a really good team. Um, I love the I, – I, I don't mind which part of the Angels order you really grab tonight. I, I like everybody in the lineup. Um, they're all kind of pricey in regular DFS, so it doesn't really – you're not saving much on anybody except for from Trout. Um, but I like I, – I really like this. I think this is a little bit of a different, you know, type of build for this thing. But I, I think that if the Angels go off, these guys all could have big games. Yeah, for sure. Let's dive in, and we'll do another draft here, guys. Starting this thing up. And we'll type if anybody in. wants to throw in QQs or thoughts on there while we're going, just let me know too. Uh, I'll take a look on at chat a little bit more. Yeah, guys. Uh, yeah, throw in the QQs. That's a good idea, Bobby. Uh, QQs throughout the show. Devin, uh, I don't know if you're gathering those YouTube uh, questions, uh, but if you are, if people have put them in there, Devin, throw them in. Well, obviously, uh, you know, we want people hitting the like. We want people hitting the subscribe on the channel. We want to give YouTube some love. So, uh, yeah, Devin, throw those in the, the uh, channel for us if you can. We're going to do MLB draft round two, Bobby. Ready to rock? Let's do it. All right, three, two, one, and create. Remember before it was like it got so rough there for a while to try and get even get into these. Yeah, I know that. Yeah, it, it'll, it'll take time, right? Uh, you know, drafts back now. I'm sure people will be uh, jumping in, but yeah, you it used to be tough, man. And Grant used to always be the guy that was always in him, right? Uh, he he had the quick finger, always getting in there. Yeah, that's right. 
All right, we got three so far. Uh, we got a QQ that just came in. Uh, what's your What's your favorite stack? We talked about it a little bit, Bobby, but uh, I guess let's talk more. We talked about like kind of raw point ones. I guess talk like more so like from the ownership perspective side. I think the ownership you don't need to worry about too much today in terms of stacks, just because it's pretty spread out. But I think that I would, I, I just I'm siding with Minnesota, uh, the Angels, uh, mini stacks of the Dodgers, Rockies, and White Sox, um, and then the same thing mini stack with Boston. Probably just taking one offs from Boston actually, and mostly it's going to be just JD um, as the guy I'm looking for. Not really as in love with Boston as some other people are, but it, it, totally get it. They could go off anytime. All right, here's a YouTube uh, question. Why did STL get priced down on DK? Any any reason for that, Bobby, you think? The Cardinal? That's weird. I know. That's one of my favorite pricing is you get the Goldschmidt uh, Carpenter. Hard not to play those guys at those prices. Um, it's like, Is it too much respect for Trevor Williams? I don't know what it is, but it's – I mean, I know they haven't been hitting the ball much, so that's part of it, but uh, – and they hit the ball yesterday. <laughs> so I don't know. That was, but Obviously, the pricing came out before that, but, yeah, they are too cheap. Yeah. Um, here's another uh, question on that game. Are you on the under in the Pittsburgh uh, St. Louis game? Uh, I know the prices are good, but uh, any interest in the under? The under, and I'm just gonna take a quick look at the uh, weather real quick in St. Louis. Um, I haven't updated it in a while. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, it looks like it's 62, wind blown in. Uh, I should probably check the, yeah, make sure you have a loss tool too as well. Not as great as it has been. Um, I don't know about the under, but I don't know. I, 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 don't, I don't know if I would take the under here. I, I do like some of these Cardinals bats. I don't really have a ton of interest in Pittsburgh outside of Polanco at a cheap price, but uh, and maybe Brian Reynolds, but that's pretty much it. All right. Uh, I'm about to pick here. We got Trout went first. Arenado went second. I'm waiting to see who takes their guy next. I'm not going pitcher. Someone actually, Luis Castillo, three. So there you go. That was uh, the first pitcher off the board. Uh, what do you think about that, Bobby? Uh, that's interesting. I, I have him right there. So I actually would, would have been, I, I think I would have him ahead of glass now, but it's really close. All right. I'm going with, uh, let's see. I'm gonna go with story, man. I'm a big fan of him today. I, I like him against the lefty and Lauer. I think he's one that could hit one out. Uh, and, uh, we'll get back to the questions in a second. I want to look at a uh, Ross weather tool. I don't know if you guys checked this out. The, uh, I don't know how much of you looked at it, Bobby, the MLB weather edge tool. It's a pretty cool, uh, awesome tool that, you know, kind of breaks down some stuff, uh, you know, increases the home runs, uh, total runs based on the weather, something to check close to lock. Obviously now it's 320. Uh, it, it always changes and it has the number of sample of games that it's based on too. But, uh, looks like there's going to be a lot of home runs in, uh, you know, that Red Sox game. There should be, uh, some runs in the, uh, in the angels game um let me see what else here that that twins game is looking good for runs and home runs as well cardinals game is down though man it's uh it, it's down on home runs and runs and uh yeah man uh I, w- I won't give the rest away i've already given a lot but uh guys check that tool out it's awesome it's great for betting too i know we have people that like betting with the legalization of sports betting uh that could be something that helps you out over under betting is something that i think is uh, a market you can take advantage of if you're following things well and i think Ross tool can help you a lot with that uh, how much have you looked at this bobby a little bit. I haven't spent as much time on it, um, but I do get all the information from paying attention to the shows and then hearing the updates. And um, even so, even if I don't look at it fully, I end up at, I end up getting all the information every day anyway. But yes, I totally think it's a great tool to, to have. People should be definitely utilizing it. Yeah, I do want to mention one quick thing with 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 the as far as the, the way that I, people should look at some pitchers on these kind of slates. Like one thing that's interesting is obviously Wheeler's cheaper than the other pitchers. He also has the highest K prop on the slate, which 
is something that's interesting for a guy who's significantly cheaper than like Verlander and Castillo and Glasnow. And I just want to, when, when those situations come up, I tend to tend to side with those guys a little bit more just because I, I think those K props are really, I believe in Vegas and uh, you know, they have Wheeler with a higher K prop than any of these guys with a thousand more. Uh, I'm going to side with that guy in, in a great matchup. Yeah, I do think you're right on the Wheeler call. I think he's a really good option. And I wanted to shout out the the, the guy at the end of the draft, uh, Trav1105. He got Mookie Betts and J.D. Martinez at the end of the draft. I, I thought about taking J.D. or Mookie uh, earlier on, and I'd maybe get uh, one of those guys on the way back, uh, but I was a little worried I wouldn't. And man, Wait, J.D. was the fifth overall pick last time. Yeah, he was 2.1 on this one, Bobby. So he no, got I know. Mookie. No, he went further back, yeah. Yeah, so uh, that dude, whoever has that, like you're set, man. Like you're gonna take uh, Mitch Moreland or Ben Nintendi, probably uh, Moreland. I'm assuming. I don't know where JD is listed, but uh, yeah, man, I'm, I'm jealous of that team for sure. Yeah, he'll go Moreland probably or Bogarts and be in a really good shape. Uh, we'll have to see. I, I went with the Coors bats, and I'm hoping I can get Mark Reynolds to fall to me here. I'm sure he will. And one thing, if you guys haven't played the draft too much, if uh, if your guy's out of the lineup, say someone gets scratched for the day, you'll get an update notification from draft. So. Uh, if you're worried about that, you know, say, oh, I got lineups to worry about. What if someone's not in the lineup? Uh, you, you say you're busy, you know, with work for the day. You'll get a notification sent to your phone. So, uh, you know, that's always a really good thing. With the draft that helps you out with as long as you put your notifications on. And, of course, as I'm talking, Bobby, Mark Reynolds gets taken. <laughs> and, and, and Blackman. Uh, so there, there goes my uh, entire stack. Uh, I, I think it's, it's – oh, I thought, I thought Reynolds went before Blackman. I was like, well, that's kind of crazy. Oh yeah, I'm. Uh, I don't care about lefty lefty. You know, when you start getting Reynolds just in the raw points ahead of Blackman, something's wrong. Yeah, this is unfortunate. Uh, I'll. Uh, yeah, I'm just gonna take. Uh, I don't know. We'll go with uh, Bryce Harper has a good chance to hit one out. We'll go with Bryce. How's that sound? Yeah. Um. Oh, we got we got questions I want to get to. I forgot about that. Um. Here's one. Uh, Bobby, you mentioned the White Sox stack. Who does he like, and uh, with which White Sox basically? Uh, I like uh, Moncada. I like Alonzo's price, but I prefer Brayu. It's just expensive. Castillo is one of the best catching options on DK, I feel like, at 3.3, batting fifth. Um, those are the guys who I have the most exposure to, but if you want to round out a stack, you can throw in uh, Lurie. You can throw in pretty much anybody else from the lineup, but mostly it's those three guys who I have the most – I'm sorry, the four guys I have the most interested in. But obviously, can't play Abreu and Alonzo on the same DK lineups you can on Fantasy Draft and – and uh FanDuel. All right. Uh YouTube chat question. Thoughts on Hunter Renfro? I get it. I'm not gonna go there as much myself. I really like Marquez. I don't think I'm gonna be playing too many bats against him. I think the only one I'll have a heavy exposure to is gonna be Machado. Yeah, there's a better chance I play uh Marquez over the Padres. I, I would agree with you on that. Um YouTube QQ, uh Max Muncie, one of your Dodgers, is he in two home runs tonight? What do you think of his matchup? I like the matchup for him. Um yeah, I don't know if I'm not going to promise he's going to hit two home runs. I, I think he's he's in a good spot. He's not he's not my favorite play of the day, but I definitely like him. Um, here's another one. Meadows is back. Is he in play for you today? Meadows should always be in play, but I don't think I want to play him against Herman on this slate. I guess, but in general, like I would never fault anybody for playing the guy. All right, and real quick, just so you guys know, uh, you know, if you do want to get in on these drafts, uh, they're always a good time. My name on here is Mangone. It's M-A-N-G-O-N-E. If you want, you give me a follow, and uh, you can jump in on the drafts that we're going to do. If you want to get in on future shows, too, uh, you know, be sure to tune in from the start. If I'm not on the show, sometimes it's Britt. Um, he's Britt Devine, B-R-I-T-D-E-V-I-N-E. Uh, give him a follow, too, right? Uh, I'm not saying because I want you guys to follow me, so I can gain all these followers. I'm saying so you guys can get these drafts uh, 
And so, yeah, give me a follow. Give Britt, uh, anyone that you see as the host of the show, um, they will be the ones that will be uh, the ones to follow for you. Uh, and let me make my pick. I got Jock Peterson here, I guess. Uh, we're just taking the guys at the top, Bobby, because I'm, I'm too busy uh, promoting everything and doing the questions. But uh, let's head on over uh, to another question. And I don't know if you can answer this. I normally give these to Roth, Bobby. Uh, thoughts on the weather in New York? Um, I'm not a weatherman. But yeah, I just I just say go to Roth, man. I, I just I kind of cop out and say, yeah, Roth has it figured out. He knows better than me. Is there something specifically they want to know about the weather with the Mets? Like why, the, you know, with the wind blowing out that is only a seven total? Is that what the question is? Like, I don't understand. You know, I, I mean, it's, it's, it's decent hitting uh, weather. He said, he said fade the Mets or Miami. That's kind of what he said there. Sorry to cut you off. But yeah, he, he called it with fade Mets or Miami. I don't see anything with the thing. I, mean, I, I wouldn't play him anyway. Like, I like both these starting pitchers. Yeah, I, I don't think that's a game you want bats from. Uh, I'll definitely, definitely agree with you on that. Here's a QQ, and this is a good one. Uh, Carpenter or Reynolds at first base for cash? Who's your guy, Bobby? Um, Carpenter. I like Carpenter better. Um, it's close. I like Reynolds, too, but I, I think I'd take Carpenter. Yeah, see, I, I'm lame. I lean just cores, but uh, are those prices different? I feel like those prices have to be off, and Carpenter's price is Carpenter's 400 that. cheaper. Yeah, okay. So he must have some money to work with. I just thought maybe it'd be like 600 or something like that. So uh, yeah. interesting. Um, let's see. Um, any more questions? They're probably the same on FanDuel about, probably. Uh, yeah, probably. Uh, well, they're different positions. Uh, Carpenter's third base over on FanDuel. Oh, that's right. He is, huh? So, yeah, it's more of a DK question then. Yeah. Um, is Cahill worth it? Uh, Baltimore Orioles offense is not that good. Uh, any interest in a cheap option in Trevor Cahill? You know, I thought about this one a lot, actually. I think I'm going to end up throwing in a share or two. Um, but Baltimore's offense, I just want to point out, hasn't been nearly as bad as people think it has. We don't, it's not like last year where we could just take the starting pitcher or we can basically do what we're doing to the Blue Jays this year. Um I, I'm okay with it. I don't feel really excited. Cahill hasn't looked quite as good, but you know, wouldn't surprise me if he got through six pretty cl pretty clean innings. Uh, pretty clean innings here. All right. Uh, here is the next QQ. We have um, QQ. Uh, how many times will Mike Trout let us down this year? Um. Hmm. Uh, I don't know how to answer that question. Probably. Let's see how many games are there. So anytime he doesn't hit a home run. So basically, let's say he hits 40 home runs this year. Uh, I guess he'll he'll probably disappoint you 122 times. Yeah. Well, will, will it be today? That's all that matters, Bobby. Uh, will, will he disappoint you today? I think he will. I think there's a better chance of him disappointing you when you compare him to the other top price guys at, with his exceptionally high walk rate, even in a great matchup, and factoring in that he's going to be the highest owned of all those high price guys. So here's my follow up question then: um, Is Trout on your Angels stack? I'm assuming he is, but I, I could see you getting a little crazy and, and not doing that. As of right now on the Angels stack, I could, he's not on it, but um, I actually, it's a full Angels stack with Bellinger as a one-off because I like the idea. Like, the, I mean, not that you need to get that creative on this slate, but because there's so much, the ownership's going to be spread, but like, no one's going to do that. You know what I mean? So all I need to do is Bellinger to outproduce Trout tonight and then hopefully get enough action from the rest of the Baltimore team. I like both stacks, so I have a mini Dodger stack with it. So sort of all LA, LA thing, but I will probably have Trout in some of my Angels stacks for sure. All right, let me uh, let me throw in a home. Uh, Mitch Moreland's a guy that can hit a homer today, so I'll throw him as one of my guys. Um, let's see the next one we have. Um, 
I see Dean QQ. Did you get my text? No, Dean, I did not see your text. What does it happen every time you guys are on the show? You talk texting each other. Did you get my uh, text? You, it's like, what is this? I, I, yeah, I mean, I like to mess around with Dean. Uh, any chance I can. I don't know if he. Uh, I, I turned my texting off, so that was good. Uh, Dean, if you called me, it'd pop up on the screen and probably mess up the show. But um, don't do that, or else I'll find a way to derail the flagship. So yeah, let's not do that, Dean. It's uh, it's happened enough today. We're coming for you if you do. Yeah, I, I, listen, we'll, we'll, we'll fly out to Nashville, we'll get some Hattie Bees together, and then we will, uh, I don't know, we'll find a way to, you know, ruin Dean's day. Uh, that's always a good time. Uh, someone's asking if I'm excited for WNBA. I am a little excited. Uh, it should be it should be fun when that comes around the corner. Um, so, by the way, no no Mark Reynolds in the Rockies lineup. Oh, what's the Rockies lineup? You got Murphy back in there. Uh, what, what's the, <laughs> do you have the full lineup for me? Can you read it to me? Yeah, it's Blackman, Blackman, Story, Arenado, Murphy, Desmond, Dahl, Hampson, Walters, Marquez. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, um, so I guess it's Carpenter then. No Mark Reynolds. Uh, that's kind of the way that you got to go there. Um, QQ. By the way, that, was an, that is an answer of also why you don't want to play him in cash too. Like, I mean, he could have been, even if he did start today, he could have been pinch hit for easily. They have tons of lefties on this bench. Anyway, just throwing that out there. No, yeah, that that makes some sense there. Um, I'm about to take my pitcher. Here, Bob, I'll just ask you. Um... I don't even know who to take a picture here. It's so ugly, man. I guess I'll go Montes, sure, whatever. I'll go Montes. I, I don't really care. I, this team is dead. I, I don't have a good team. Um, here's a good one. Uh, what is the best sneaky stack for FDGPP? I mean, there's a lot of stacks that could be sneaky. Uh, no one's going to play the Dodgers, or h- hardly anybody's going to play the Dodgers. I like that one. Um, I think that the White Sox will be under-owned everywhere. Uh, I mean, there's everybody's fine. Like it's pretty much the same things, but then again, get Minnesota, and I'm I like Minnesota a ton. Yeah, so you like Minnesota a ton. Then here's a QQ about Minnesota. Any Jorge Polanco for you? I love him, and the price is crazy on DraftKings, which would be exciting, except for it really is hard to get all the big bats in. Um, I'm gonna take a guy right here, by the way, with the last pitcher pick that I think is a decent option today. That yeah, go right ahead. It's Domingo Armand, like. I just think that the Tampa Bay lineup I like a lot, but they also have a huge K rate. And I think Herman could have a really, really good game today and people aren't ready for it. There's a, now that I look at it, there's a lot of these guys in the nine K range. Maybe you don't, maybe you just forgo a lot of these 10 K plus pitchers and just, just say, forget it completely. I'm building with the bats first, Bobby. I'm putting my bats in and then figuring out the pitcher from there. Maybe I'll uh, finagle my way into like a better pitcher throughout and like take like a downgrade like at one spot. But Dude, uh, normally I build with the pitcher first, but that's not the case today, at least for tournaments. I'm, I'm making sure to do that. I think cash games is a little different. Uh, you obviously want to get a, a good pitcher in there. I think trying to find the right mix. And Wheeler might be that right mix. He feels like the guy that it could be for cash. Again, I'm not playing that today. Uh, playing some showdown NBA. Can't wait for that. Showdown's been a lot of fun. And the whole playoffs has been fun. How's it been for you? What's that? Uh, the playoffs? Oh, yeah. it's been good. It's, I haven't played enough enough basketball. I've done well when I've played, but I, I've always seemed to be like one, you know, I took a shot with Embiid last night in like a pretty, pretty much a basically totally clean leather lineup in the 222 or almost clean. And that would have felt good because I had Collins and Hood and all the right guys just been good, but it's just not quite the big wins. How about you? Yeah, It's been really good, man. It's been awesome. Uh, last week hasn't been the best, but overall it's been like absolutely crushing i've loved it uh completely and we we have one last two game slate bobby that's tomorrow i believe so uh soak it in one last two gamer and then uh it's all showdown the rest of the way so uh i had a a guy who i do some coaching with write write me to this this morning that he won the 18 last night which was for 100 i mean it was 105,000 for first so i was excited i was thrilled for him he doesn't you know play as huge 
and then, you know, but it was a 55 weight tie, I guess. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> sweet, but, but I was like, wow, that's a, you know, he wrote it to me and I was like, oh, you might want to lead with that part first next time. <laughs> Just, yeah. There, 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 there can be a lot of ties. Uh, that is the one thing, but man, it's been, uh, Hey, listen, uh, whenever you, uh, you know, double your money, triple quadruple, Hey, that's still good too. And uh, 10 X, 20 X. It's awesome. So absolutely. He went way over hundred X. Yep, that, that's awesome to hear. Uh, but we got to get on out of here, guys. We got about a minute left on the show. So I just want to kind of mention the promotion that we have going on because I want you guys to get some Rotogrinders Premium. Uh, Rotogrinders Premium is awesome. I use it every single day. Uh, if you want that free Rotogrinders month of premium, all you have to do is go over to YouTube, hit the like button. Once we get 200 people that like the video, uh, you guys are set. You are in the running for the premium. And I'm sure Devin has a way to figure out who the person is. So uh, yeah, just head on over there, hit the like button on that. And we got more shows coming up for you guys. This is just the first of many. We got Head Chopper and Stevie coming up next for the Yahoo show. I saw some Yahoo questions in chat. Uh, be sure to ask them that. They'll be able to uh, take that for you guys. And then we got the flagship show at 5 o'clock. That's with Dean, 78904. And that's with Grant, uh, your buddy, my buddy. We love Grant. And then we got the 615 show. We got Kevin Roth. We got Cheese is Good. And we got JSU doing the Crunch Time show, leading you all the way up to Lock Bobby. You going to be around for all that stuff? Absolutely, man. Ready for a big day. I'll be around too, hanging out and chat with the people. Should be a good time. Enjoy the basketball tonight. Enjoy the baseball tonight. And see you guys later. Fantasy Bar with six of my favorite plays on Yahoo for the big Friday night slate, including some premium bats. Everybody under $18 and a starting pitcher I think is drastically underpriced. Who are we talking about? Belly up to the Fantasy Bar and find out. Welcome in, guys. Friday edition Beers Daily Fantasy Six Pack back once again here in the Fantasy Bar with six of my favorite plays on Yahoo for this big 14 game slate. Got one early game. We'll leave that one out, but we'll try to identify six plays to help you win some money over on Yahoo. We'll also cover the Fandle and DraftKings pricing for each of these players and give you my thoughts there for everyone playing on those sites. So a little something for everybody here. But if you're playing on Yahoo, guys, make sure you get signed up using promo code GRINDERS30. If you haven't tried it out yet, now's a great time. Get that $30 deposit bonus on your first deposit. A lot of fun over there at Yahoo. Great offerings, great pricing. Double pitcher site over there, so a little different than a FanDuel, but lots of fun. Promo code GRINDERS30. Now, let's give you some plays you can use over at Yahoo. Let's start in the outfield with David Peralta, $17. So looking at his pricing across the industry, 39 on FanDuel, fine with that, 47 on DraftKings, a little pricey, but still okay, especially if you're going to go with the stack. But this guy's been on fire, four multi-hit games for him over the last five, two home runs in those five games as well. So we're getting some nice power from him. Also get the nice Woba, you see that number since the start of last season sitting over 400 and an ISO at 248. So a guy that does a little bit of everything, And Mr. Teheran, we know, loves to throw the fastball. 44% of the time, he uses that pitch against left-handed hitters. That's going to be a 409-weighted OBA for Peralta. So all the numbers look good here. We know Teheran always struggles with lefties this season. No different. Woba over 360, a hard contact rate at 44%. Love this spot for David Peralta 
at $17. All right, let's continue with some value. Big name hitters here at first base. Justin Smoke, $15. So I know recently been a struggle here. We always talk about recency bias, people that look at box scores. That's what's going to happen here with Justin Smoke. Nobody's going to want to play him with no double-digit fantasy outputs over the last couple weeks. But I think this is a spot where he can really jump out of it. Not only because the beer gut's telling me that. We'll get in some numbers here. But pricing-wise, 15 here on Yahoo, great price. 3400 on Fanduel, very playable there. And DraftKings, he really stands out at just 4000 So let's dig into some numbers here on Justin Smoke. Again, the box scores aren't showing it, but I'm encouraged by the numbers. Still a 351 weighted OBA this season against righties. 55% hard contact, a very big number. And a 9.5 high-value hit rate against righties as well. So the numbers are coming, the production is coming. When you tie in last season, we're talking about a guy with a 246 ISO, a 373 weighted OBA. What I really like here is the pitching matchup and the pitch type here is what really stands out. Dylan Covey, 61% of the time, loves to throw that sinker to left-handed hitters. 406, the weighted OBA for Smoke against that pitch and a huge 288 ISO. Not only that, but Covey struggled with lefties. 355 Woba, a lot of hard contact and just an 18% strikeout rate. So Smoke, a guy that'll strike out a lot and we can negate that with a guy who doesn't strike out a lot of hitters. Perfect matchup. I think Justin Smoke Breaks out in a big way here tonight against Dylan Covey. All right, I promised you a starting pitcher I think is underpriced. We're going to go with Jake Odorizzi, just $38. Now when you look at Fandle DraftKings, I think he's appropriately priced. 9100 on Fandle, 8800 on DraftKings. I'm okay with them there, but I really like this Yahoo price, and I don't think it's caught up to how well this guy's been pitching. We're talking about over 30 Yahoo points the last two games. In fact, averaging 33.5 over his last four, averaging 26.2 Yahoo points per game. And we're talking about two matchups with Houston. The Yankees, who I know, they're injured, a little watered down, but still a pretty decent lineup. And the Toronto Blue Jays, who can put up some numbers. And now he gets the Detroit Tigers. And when you look at that lineup, eight of the nine projected starters, strikeout rates at 24% or higher. Even the ninth hitter, still over 20%. So every single bat, 20% or higher strikeout rate. And five of them, 27% or more in the strikeout department against right-handed pitchers. We've picked on this lineup with success many times. Mr. Canning was very good to us the other night. We're going to do it here again with the underpriced Jake Odorizzi at $38. Speaking of underpriced, one of the best buy lows in my opinion right now, Jose Ramirez, just $13. And this applies across the industry. Vandal, $3,400, a great buy there. DraftKings, maybe a little pricey at $4,500. But it's still a premium bat and a guy that's starting to heat up. Not putting up huge numbers, but hits now in seven of the last eight games. And we're talking about a guy that's been very unlucky. 208 is the batting average on balls in play. The hard contact rate sitting at a nice 44%. So the numbers are going to go up sooner rather than later. When you tie in 2018, we're talking a 274 ISO and a 390 weighted OBA and those are great numbers the BABIP there just 233 so room for that ISO to be over 300 and that WOBA to be over 400 so no way this guy can be as bad as things have gone and I think Montas a guy we can definitely pick on with left-handed hitters 350 WOBA allowed an ISO right at 200 and just a 16% strikeout rate our contact rate over 40 could go on and on and on here love this price love the buy low on Jose Ramirez at $13. Now, I like that game. Let's go to the other side with six-pack. Hall of Famer Chris Davis, $18. 
So it's been a struggle, not only at the plate, but with injuries. And I'm expecting him back in that lineup. If not, we'll make the adjustments. Come on back, check the comments section with the replacement. I'll hit it on Twitter as well. But I think he will be back in that lineup. So $18 on Yahoo. Love this price. FanDuel, $3,800. DraftKings, $4,200. Great prices across the industry on Chris Davis. And we know right-handed pitching, he's better against righties. 290 ISO going back to the start of last season. Thanks, 366 weighted OBA and we don't have a huge sample on Anderson very limited sample but a lot of hard contact a wobe at almost 500 so far two right-handed hitters love this game I think you can stack it up a lot of big names that you're buying very low on but let's hope Chris Davis back here in the fantasy bar can get things going it's been a while since he's hit a home run he breaks that streak here tonight against Mr. Anderson all right it's time to take a look at my favorite play but before we do that guys Who's your favorite place? Let's get in that comment section. Let me know your beast tonight. And while you're there on YouTube, guys, if you enjoy the Fantasy Bar, very simple. Click that thumbs up button. really helps us out, and I greatly appreciate it. Now, let's take a look at my favorite play. You know him as the beast of the night. All right, beast time. We're going to complete our outfield here with J.D. Martinez, $17 tonight's beast of the night. So a couple reasons we're going with JD here. First of all is the price. $17 really jumped out at me. That's way too cheap. Anytime he's under $20, hell, anytime he's under $25 on Yahoo, I want a piece of that. Plus, he's been good in this spot. Did well for us as the beast of the night the other day. So going to go back to the well here on JD Martinez for that reason, for the price, and for the matchup. We talked about Chris Davis as a great righty-on-righty hitter. JD Martinez, one of the best, if not the best, righty on righty hitter we have in this league 258 iso 415 weighted oba form against right-handed pitching and when you look at the pitch type again we're going to break things down into pitches swanson loves to throw that fastball 64 percent that's his pitch bad news here against jd martinez that woba jumps to over 500 the iso jumps to 439 against fastballs jd martinez in a tremendous spot here tonight underpriced Great matchup, J.D. Martinez back in the Kings chair once again. My favorite play on Yahoo and tonight's beast of the night. All right, guys, that wraps up here for Friday on Yahoo. And for this week, if you have any questions, comments, feedback, you know what to do, hit that comment section right below the video. Also, can reach out and follow me on Twitter at BeermakersFan. Don't forget promo code GRINDERS30 on Yahoo for that $30 deposit bonus. A lot of fun over there. I hope you guys enjoyed me covering the FanDuel DraftKings pricing as well to make things easy on whatever site you are playing on. For Rotogrinders.com, I am Bear Sansalu. Best of luck tonight, guys. Have a great weekend. We'll see you right back here next Tuesday in the Fantasy Bar. Good luck. Hey, thanks for checking out our videos. If you want more expert advice on DraftKings, FanDuel, or any other daily fantasy sports, make sure you check out the current videos.
What is up, everybody, and welcome to the Yahoo Show for this whew, Friday. It's already Friday. Thank God it's Friday is what some people say, but I don't mind the week. But anyways, we're here. Got an interesting show for you today. I'm going to host this uh, Yahoo Show, and Stevie, I'm going to be joined by Stevie Wonder here in a minute. Oh, Stevie Wonder's <laughs> going to come in and join me, and, uh, and we're going to talk some baseball here. Big old slate of games here, about 14 of them tonight, so. Also got a very clutch playoff game out there, if you know what I mean. So you want to, we got all kinds of good sports activities going on. So Stevie, I'm going to bring in Stevie. Stevie, how's this, we don't get to do very many shows together, but uh, how's this baseball season treating you so far? Baseball season's been good. It's been a really good week, just in general. I had a really crappy slate yesterday, and, you know, a lot of people that I talked to had a bad slate yesterday. So, um, yeah, it's been, a, it's been a good week. It's been a good season, and I'm sure you're excited. You just don't have to do the show with Dean. Super stoked anytime I get to do a show and Dean is not on that particular slate of uh, hosts that day. So yes, I'm 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 all right with that. But uh we actually you're you're actually a fill-in today. You're a late fill-in for uh we we got a guy we had to put him on the injured reserve, didn't we? Yeah, Boggs on the IL. Um yeah, you know, he was supposed to do a podcast with me this week too. So he's he's on the IL. Um I got called up from the minors. I'm I'm back in the show, so you know, ready ready to throw some heat. I mean, Tony's out there breaking fingers. Boggs is breaking something, and there's a these RG guys better watch out, man. We're I guess they're a fragile bunch. I'm an RG guy too, but I don't I don't fancy myself being that fragile. But anyway, we're here. And guys, before we even get cranked up on this slate, it's going to be a good one. We're going to build a lineup for you on Yahoo. I'm going to put it in my tournaments. It's my it's my tournament team, so don't copy it because you'll just be tying with me if we do happen to finish. But before we get into all that. We got a, a quick plug here I want to give you guys. So what we really want you guys to do during the course of not just this show, but the whole the whole show, all the shows today, we want you to go to that like and subscribe button on YouTube. Like the videos, and then if you can, subscribe to them. And we need to, we need to bump that up a little bit. That's our goal, is to get that active today. Now, you're not just doing it for no reason. We're going to incentivize you to do it. Uh, if you go and you hit that like button and then you go to the YouTube chat and tell them you hit the like button and leave your name, our producer is going to jot down those names. I'm supposing he's going to do it manually by hand. And at the end of this, if we can reach 200 likes by the end of the day, somebody's going to get a one month free premium subscription to Roto Grinders. I think I read that right. A one, a free month of premium that you're going to get just for hitting the like button and dropping your name in chat. It's that simple. All right, so that's easy stuff right there. Now, I'm going to go out on a limb here, guys. I'm going to give you a little bit more. I don't know if you guys can pull it off or not, but I want 200 likes just during this show. We got about 45 minutes, 55 minutes left to get 200 likes. I want 200 likes during this show. If we can get that, we'll give you something. Here's what I'm going to give you. From my own personal stash, look what I got for you guys right here. See, this is this copy of Astro Ball. I've read this thing. It's a phenomenal book. It's a phenomenal book on, on the Astros and how they were built. There's some incredible stuff in there. There's a guy in there. Used to play DFS and lived out his dream and got recognized by the Astros. And now he's in the front office. And he's actually in a major uh, position of power here. So you can read about that. It's a good book. It's good stuff. If we get 200 likes, I'm going to ship that to a random guy who drops his name in chat. My you know, producer's going to put it down, and we'll, we'll get that taken care of. You know what else you can get, Stevie? I'm, I'm not finished, Stevie, and I don't want to throw you under a bus, man, but if we can get 200 likes during this show right here, 
I say we give them a little free NASCAR package for this weekend. How about that, man? Yeah, we can get somebody a free package. Let's do it. Um, give them the package, bro. It's a good – we got a good set of races this weekend, don't we? Yeah, Saturday night race, tomorrow night. There's a truck race here in a couple hours. So, if they, if it happens quick, you know, we can you can get that information for trucks. I'll be in chat after this show and um, talking about tonight's race. Well, I'll tell you what, it, that's good. So, what you're going to do when you when you get, get a hold of Stevie's package there, most people do try to get a hold of that package, but – that's it's a big package job. I realize is when a guy has something in a marketplace like that, they're they're usually pretty smart about it. Like uh, I, I personally subscribe to a Brett Apley's MMA package because like there's not anybody out there I trust more with that info. He's super good. It's like having a. It's like what are the kids on the video games? It's like a, some kind of video game superpower. What, what do they say, Stevie? When they're really. Like, I don't know, some button. You got some kind of free button there. Anyway, doing that. And Stevie with the NASCAR stuff, that's like free money right there. You know, when a guy's just that much better than everybody else at it. So, got to take advantage of that kind of stuff. Let me give you a chance if we can get some likes here. So, let's do that. Now, with all that being said, first and foremost today, we're going to win you some money on Yahoo, I think. Because it looks like a pretty good slate of games. So, Let's get on into it. I'm going to bring up my screen here. We're going to go to the lineup HQ first. I'm looking at MLB. I'm going to build a lineup on Yahoo as we go along, the one I'm going to use tonight. So I think we need to start off just by talking about pitchers. There's going to be 14 different games tonight, lots of pitchers, lots of things going on here. Let's just start at the top of the list here. I'm not, I don't want to go one by one necessarily, but let's group these guys up. Starting with expensive guys, like $45 and more on Yahoo, some of the studs out there. Give me some different ideas of some of these guys that you're you're looking at playing tonight in that high price range, if you are in the high price range, Stevie. Yeah, it's a good day to pay off in pitching, right? Like, there's not a ton of cheap options. There's a few guys that you can make a name, like, make a case for, but... At the top, you know, for me, it's it's Zach Wheeler um, in the matchup against Miami. Good ballpark, um, neutral umpire. Um, he's just in a spot where not only do I think he provides safety, but there's a lot of strikeouts in the Miami's um, lineup as well. I do think he's going to be the most popular pitcher on the slate. Um, and the other guy that I like at the top chop is Castillo. Um, I always like pitching pitchers in San Francisco. It eliminates a little bit of home run risk in that ballpark. And Castillo is a kid that has the strikeout ability, and his biggest issue is the long ball. And if that's going to be helped a little bit by this ballpark, um, you know, I, those are my top two guys today. They're probably going to be two of the most popular guys on this slate as well. Fair enough. I, I do actually. I like I like those guys you mentioned, and uh, I'm on it. So, with that being said, though, a lot of times what I like to do, and I'm not, I don't know what I'm going to do yet. I haven't even decided. We're going to decide here on the show. But I like to like go in that mid range. I don't like to go too low at pitching, but that mid range. A lot of times, I feel like I can find guys in good matchups. And uh, Vegas is telling me there's there's low team totals, so I've, I've got that going for me. So I like to sometimes live on Yahoo. It's I would classify it as the uh, maybe $35 to $45 range, something in that neighborhood. Is there anybody in that mid-range of salaries that you're looking at and that really strikes your fancy? Um, I have a little interest in Pablo Lopez, $35 on Yahoo. Um, you know, the Mets have been really struggling at the plate. And again, we go to the ballpark that's really nice in New York. Like, the umpire is neutral. Um, 
he's probably my favorite in the $30 range outside of maybe Jake Odorizzi. The only concern that I have with Odorizzi is his reverse splits against a team that's pretty right-handed heavy. But, you know, he's been a guy that's been giving us enough strikeouts this season to make up for not having a clean game. So in that $30 range, like I'm looking at Odorizzi and Lopez, I guess, on Yahoo. Okay, that's definitely guys that. Uh, okay, that's definitely guys I'm going to keep in mind for uh, for my team. I want to go to the lower range. All right, let's look down below thirty five dollars. Kids in Maeda is actually thirty four dollars on Yahoo tonight. The salary kind of jumps out to me. It's probably well, it's it is the lowest team total on of that range. I think it's the second or third lowest on the entire board, and it's definitely the lowest in that range. What do you think about Maeda? I'm wearing a Dodgers jersey today um, to support my love for the Dodgers. Um, my my biggest issue with Kenta Maeda is the pitch count. You know, you have he has to be very effective in like 80 to 90 pitches. Um, he's just not pitching deep into games this season, so you need him to be effective. You know, I think a team like Washington that doesn't have massive walk rates maybe helps that a little bit, but. You know, considering the price, like like you said, he, he's cheap enough that, like on FanDuel and DraftKings, you're paying more for him. So maybe you're taking less risk here on Yahoo with the price. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting price on him, and but and the guys below him, thirty three dollars or less. Man, I'm not seeing it. I'm seeing a bunch of high team totals against them, a bunch of uh, below average pitchers. There's there anybody in the cheap range that you could sell me on? If I really wanted to save money and just load up on hitting. No, I was hoping you would sell me on somebody. I don't see anything down there, child. <laughs> I just um, did my Ada. That's the only one I can tell you. I, like, you I, you can make a little argument for Lance Lynn. Uh, it's very yes. small argument. Um, he's very good against righties, um, above average against righties. It's a very right-handed heavy team. But Holbrook is the umpire in that game, and he usually has a little bit tighter zone, so it kind of plays to the batters a little bit. So – for me, I probably don't go below Maeda on Yahoo today. If I was going to, if I was playing on Yahoo, I can't. I live in Florida, um, and I was making the 10 teams in, in the 10-entry max stuff. Maybe one of them has Lance Lynn. Okay. Well, I'm doing one team, and so I got to narrow it down to two guys. So judging by what we've gone over so far in this show and what I saw pre-show, my, I think one of the guys is going to be Pablo Lopez. You, you know, you kind of sold me on that one. Uh, and I like those guys in that price range. So let me pull up my Yahoo page here and uh, look for Pablo, 35 bucks. I'm going to plug him. I can always come back and, and change things up. So I, my second pitcher is one I want to spend up at. Now, narrowing this down here, I need, uh, we need to, to do this. It's going to be down and the prices are all similar. And I have a lot of interest in these three guys, and I only want to choose one in this range. Glass now against the Yankees, Castillo, who you're you're high on, and Zach Wheeler with a fantastic matchup and an incredible, like an under team total of three for Miami in this matchup. So those three guys, Glass now, Castillo, Wheeler, which one would you prefer we put in this lineup? Um are we building more we're building more of a tournament team, right? I play in tournaments, man. Let's let's stay away from Wheeler then. Like let's okay. let's fade the he's probably gonna push thirty to forty percent on Yahoo today against Miami. 
just looking at it, like Glass now is probably the lowest own um, with probably the toughest matchup against the Yankees. So let's go in between. Let's go Luis Castillo in San Francisco. He has the strikeout upside, and we're projecting him around like 9% right now. And I, I can get behind 9% Luis Castillo. All right, I'm down with that. I'm going to plug them in. We can always go back, circle back later on if we need extra salary or we have extra salary. We want to upgrade Lopez or something. We can circle back later. So uh, next up, we need to go to hitter. We need to go to the catcher position and and see what stands out for us. So run down some thoughts on some catchers today in general uh, based on these matchups. Yeah, I think anybody that ever has listened to the podcast or listened to me talk about baseball, catcher is where I try to get as much money as I can. I'm I'm taking the cheapest guy. So going to be looking at one of these $7 catchers that's just in the lineup um, and, and and taking one of these guys. I like Tucker Barnhart. I'm hoping he's in the lineup he, on Yahoo. He's 7 bucks. We talked about that ballpark. It's not the greatest ballpark, but – him or Francisco Cervelli would be my kind of catcher here today. Um, it's just top. I like to save money at catcher. I, I like to pay up at other spots. And if I can take a guy that's min salary, you know, we can make an argument for JT Romuto, all those guys up at the top. You can always make an argument. They're always way above the rest, but it's not like Gary Sanchez has a good matchup today. Um, like one of the best matchups on the board today is probably Jonathan Lucroy, and this price is ridiculous on Yahoo. So I'm gonna I'm gonna look cheap um, in that seven dollar range. All right, so then let's uh, let's do a little placeholder here. Let me plug in Cervelli just to hold right. it over for us until we figure out what exactly that may be the guy we go with, or or we may go somewhere else. But uh, we're going to, that's pretty good stuff there. Is there anybody else in, uh, like if if a guy did have uh, any interest in spinning up at catcher and you they were just looking for the you know the best possible outcome there for some guys you might be able to recommend. Yeah, at the top um I I don't really love any of the catchers that are like super expensive today. Um really tough matchups. My favorite would probably be JT Romuto against Homer Bailey. Um but kind of going maybe in that mid-tier welling to castillo against hudson hudson's not that great and i do like the white Sox today so you know he's interesting and i and i just kind of you know catcher's a spot that i like to save money so like if i could play castillo instead of paying like 20 dollars for torinos against lance lynn I'll, I'll do that fair enough next spot we're going to go to is first base where you usually find some slugging before we get to first base i want to circle back real quick and uh, take a look. I got. I forgot. I had Kevin Roth's weather page opened up here, man. You can't start. A, you can't start off looking at no baseball research without checking out uh, the weather, right? Because you just never know. So, actually, I'm pulling it up, and he made some updates this morning. And I'm sure he's going to come back here later and give us some more updates. But L.A. Baltimore, he says it looks like a delay, but might might probably play. Update on. Uh, New York, Miami at my at New York looks like it's lower risk. He's got it as a yellow orange. Typically, until he gets to a red, I don't really worry about it too much. So, so far, I think we're going to be okay with the weather tonight. We've had some issues all over the country, man, with some weird we weird weather, man. Some places are snowing and freezing, and some places are getting a lot of rain. Houston's getting a lot of rain, but that's a roof, so we're not really worried about that. But just goes to show you, the weather is always something you need to keep on your mind. But I think we're clear today, so. I think we're back to first base, man. 
What are we doing at first base? We got some high-priced guys and some good matchup. Hoskins is on. Josh Bell's on fire. Hoskins is on fire. They've got good matchups today, but they're super high-priced. Where are we going at first base? Who's some guys that stand out to you? Man, all these guys at the top are just really good spots. You know, Hoskins, Bell, Abreu, uh, E5, all in really good spots. But a couple guys that are, are standing out to me that we can potentially save some money and still get upside is Rowdy Tells uh, for Toronto against Dylan Covey. Kobe, a guy that struggles with lefties, throws a lot of sinkers, tells, hits, you know, he profiles really well. Justin Smoke, another guy, both the Toronto first basemen are very interesting to me today. Um, so I, I like those guys if you want to, if you want to save some money. And Yonder Alonzo, you know, he, he's 12 bucks. You know, as much as I like Jose Abreu, I don't mind taking Alonzo at 12 bucks instead of paying 21 for Abreu. So Bell is probably my, my favorite play at first base just because of how he's hitting he's facing Wainwright but I like tells because he gives us the upside and I'm still saving enough money where I can still spend up at you know second short and third and you know gain on the field there yeah fair enough uh also some guys I was looking at before the show is the the angels I'd love to get some exposure to the angels without if you, it meant sometimes you can't pay up for Mike Trout, obviously the best hitter in the lineup. Well, you can do that at first base where, you know, it's a tournament option, but you could take a guy like Justin Bohr or, or somebody in that range and, and do that. But uh, sometimes you want to spin up at first. I don't know how this lineup is going to take us. I don't know if we're going to have enough to spend up to one of the elite guys. So for the time being, let's plug in the tails play. I like that play. I like that matchup. I love that salary. And then uh, at the end of the day, if we got some extra stuff left over, we can always upgrade if we want to. So now we need to go to second base. Uh, it's become a position that has a lot more power over the years than it used to. So and we've got some good players tonight and some good matchups. Give me your thoughts on some of these second basemen that are floating around out there. Yeah, you know, obviously, like Tommy LaStella batting leadoff against Dan Straley. He's super expensive, but he's he's just a guy that's just weird uh you know when we when we think about it chop we never thought we'd be talking about tommy the stella you know hitting home runs but he's just he's completely changed the way that he is hitting the baseball and you know his launch angles and stuff so he's really interesting the red sox are really interesting you know michael chavez um at the top you know he's just so expensive on yahoo that he should have very low ownership for a red sox bat and then, you know, in the mid-range, you know, Robinson Cano, I know he's been struggling a little bit. He's kind of going up against our pitcher, so I don't know if we necessarily want him in this lineup. And if you want to save a ton of money, you know, Jason Kipnis, who should be batting up, up towards the top of that lineup, is min salary on Yahoo today. Yeah, Kipnis, Kipnis all, all, already jumps out because if you're looking in lineup HQ and you're building your lineups from there, he's got the uh, he's got the rainbow working. He's got all the colors working next to his name, so – you know, that's always a good sign when that happens, but ah, this is a tough one. Let's, uh, you know, I like some of the similar guys to you. Man, 20 bucks for Listella. That's a lot of money. It's a lot of money to click. It's, it's really hard to click Tommy Listella's name when, when he's one of the highest priced guys. On it the is, and I would love, I'd love to find a little way to get, get something going against Dan Straley here, but boy, that is a lot of money. So. I think, like, not to interrupt you, but, like, what you have to realize, too, is Tommy LaStella is 20 and Mike Trout's 26. So, yeah. like, we're we're eventually going to get to the outfield and we're eventually going to want to spend up for Trout. Um, he's yeah. the top overall hitter on the slate. Correct. So, for the time being, we won't play LaStella. We got about 15 bucks per player. So, 
let's stay in the mid range here looking around at things let's well let's just go lower for right now let's just take advantage of what they're giving us which is jason kipnis at seven bucks yahoo does this sometimes they slip you some really good players at like seven dollars and allow you to have a lot of flexibility in your roster so for the time being let's save all the money right there let's plug in kipnis and you know Eventually, if we like the hitters, we can always circle back and upgrade to a, a really good starting pitcher over Pablo Lopez. So you never know how that's going to play out. So we'll plug in Kipnis. That's going to leave us with 17 bucks left per player. So lots of money to spend out there. Now we go to third base. Bunch of power hitters here. I mean, you always, some of these matchups are – this is what you live for here. Uh, you got Arenado against the left-hander. I mean, you know, I don't want to – tip my hand here of who I'm going to put in the lineup. But when Arenado faces off against the left-hander, I usually plug and play that guy. <laughs> so we were joking yesterday on the podcast that, like I said, that Arenado is going to take Holland deep. It doesn't matter if it's snowing or whatever. And <laughs> he hits a home run off him as it's snowing. Um, it's just Arenado against the lefty is just one of those automatic things that you look for in cores. It's just a bump. So He's obviously my top third baseman as well. Um, to kind of give a couple other options, um, I, I do think we play Arenado. We have the money. We've been kind of fidgeting around with saving some money. Um, I, I like Rio Ruiz against Trevor Cahill as a kind of a sneaky third base play. Jose Ramirez's price stands out to me on Yahoo. And then one of my favorite plays today um, is Vlad Guerrero Jr. The hype is kind of buzzed off of him. I think Vlad gets his first home run tonight, and I think he has a multi-hit game. I think he's going to get two firsts tonight. Um, and I think this is a really good spot against Dylan Covey to let that hype be away, and let's just load up on this um, young – he's super talented. And they gave him the day off Wednesday. They were off Thursday. So it's nice. Like, you got a couple of days to reset, Chop. Yeah. And there, like you said, there's some good options down there, and, and you're kind of like at a uh... – a spot here where it's opportunity cost though, you know, unfortunately we've got, we've got Arenado there. I, I'm not going to get, I don't think I can get away from that, even though there's some other good spots there, but just looking over some of the lower numbers, he's a left-hander trying to go into course field. Arenado, I don't even have, Arenado's numbers are through just astronomical against lefties his entire career. Facing off against Lauer, Lauer over the last couple of years, 40% hard hit rate, you know, generally speaking, four and a half plus, Sierra and XFIT, those aren't necessarily good numbers at all. These are this is in like good ballparks and stuff. Now he's going to Colorado. I just think uh saying Arenado's the guy, man. Gotta got we can't we can't fool around with this one. If he goes off in double dongs, you're gonna have to have him in there anyway. And he's one of the guys at the top of the list that have that capability tonight. So we're plugging him in there. Doesn't really do uh yeah, we're not really struggling on salary here. We still got 15 bucks left for a shortstop and some outfielders. So let's go to that shortstop position tonight. It's typically a spot where you can save a few bucks if you really wanted to. There's a few power hitters in there, but nothing that really jumps off. So give me some thoughts on some shortstops here. The guy that jumps out to me the most is Trevor Story, you know, for all the same reasons that like, we like Nair Nolan Arenado. Um, I don't think he's a must play today, though. I, I think he's a really good play if you can make it work. Um Xander Bogart stands out to me as well. You know, Swanson struggles with power righties. He's going to run into – I'm kind of sad. I was kind of hoping Bogarts was going to hit fourth today and Mitch Moreland was hitting um, fifth, and then they would run three strong righties up against um, Swanson in a row. But I like Xander, and I like Story. But how can we ignore the price on Corey Seager? I know he's been struggling, but 
he's a really good hitter. And, you know, this is the time of the season where we start to see, like, guys break out of that early season funk. So, Corey Seager and even a guy like, if you want to go super cheap, like Cole Tucker, um, if you want to punt shortstop, but I don't, I don't love that. We've, we've, we've saved some money in other places. I don't think we have to necessarily do that with this lineup. Yeah, this is a tough one because the two guys you mentioned are the, are the two guys near the top of my list. It's Trevor's story because he also puts up those astronomical numbers against left-handers and we know Lauer is just not going to be, I don't think he'll be too effective tonight. So you can get that one-two punch in the middle of your DFS lineup with Story and Arenado. That's always good. But, man, you're passing up on a $12 Corey Seager. 12 bucks. It's a great matchup. The Dodgers are typically a very under-owned and under-appreciated offense because they play late at night out there on the West Coast. And, man, they just keep – they just produce. They just – there's a several guys in this lineup who I really like, and we'll get to some of them in the outfield here in a minute, namely Jock Peterson, but – Corey Seager, man, 12 bucks or Trevor Story, 23. Do you have a lean on your team? Which one would you go with, Story or Seager? Um, I want Trout. Like, I feel like you're going to want Trout, too. He's, like, the top hitter on the slate. So, I feel like if we're going to get Trout, we're going to have to play Seager. All right. Let's plug in Seager for now. If we have some money left over, we can go back to Story or we'll figure out something to do with it. Outfield. Let's go to outfield right now. You mentioned <laughs> – the number one guy, sell me. I mean, you don't really have to sell me, but sell sell everybody on why they should pay up, not just on Yahoo. He's 26, very reasonable price on Yahoo. He's, he's actually below Bellinger. He's in the same line, uh, same range as a lot of the different outfielders that aren't even nearly as good as him. But on any site where he's really big money, sell, sell the people on Mike Trout. You know, anytime we're looking at DFS in general, we're looking for home runs most of the time when we're paying up for guys. And when we look at Dan Straley since the start of last season, 47.2% fly ball rate, 43.6% hard hit rate, with only a 16% uh, soft contact and a 16% K rate. So he's not getting soft contact and he's not striking guys out. He's getting bats. He's hitting bats and, he's, and the balls are coming off hard. We've taken him out of Miami chop where, you know, that's where he kind of benefited from being a fly ball guy. It's not the case anymore. Dan Straley is a top target every time he's on the slate now. And we get one of the top three hitters in baseball um, against him here. Like, we, we just – we play this matchup. Yeah, I want to – we're going to talk about some stacks here in a little bit. And uh, we keep that in the back of our mind, what you just mentioned about Dan Straley, because I think it makes the Angels an incredible stack. But we'll talk about that here later on. Right now, I want to kind of put together a shell of this lineup and then see – see where we can go from there. But Mike Trout is definitely a guy I want to play. I've plugged him in. That leaves us two outfield spots with 12 bucks left per player. Good thing about Yahoo, there's always cheaper guys that we can turn to that are just underpriced out here. So uh, generally speaking, even if I wasn't worried about the price tag, what are some other guys in any range that you, that you really like tonight? Yeah, if you're playing on Yahoo today, um, I think you need to have J.D. Martinez in your cash lineup. Um, he's like 17 bucks. Um, he'd be one of the first guys I'd, I'd plug into my lineups just in general. Like that price is absolutely ridiculous. Um, you know, Mookie obviously is priced up a lot higher, but there's no reason JD should ever be like, I think he was like, I counted it before this. Like, I think like 25th overall outfielder. And you look at like who he's priced around and it's just crazy that he's, he's that price. So 
Um, JD Martinez, obviously super stands out to me. You know, I'm not seeing a ton of guys as far as like the cheap end guys. You know, we, we've continued to play Jackie Bradley, JBJ, and, you know, he's just not producing. Um, I like the the Cleveland cheap outfielders, Cargo. Bowers is not as cheap on Yahoo, but those two guys kind of stand out to me as nice value savers. And uh, one other guy is Billy McKenney. You know, he was on a guy that profiles really well against Kobe. It's a smaller sample, but, you know, he's really cheap across the industry as well. Okay, so I'm going to plug in J.D. Martinez because uh, that is way too cheap for a guy of his caliber. That would leave us an outfield spot in the shell lineup for, with $8 left over. So there's plenty of guys in that range we can turn to. Looking at Yahoo pricing, $8 or less, who are, who are some of the guys that stand out to you? Yeah, like I said, one of those guys, probably Cargo. Um, I know he's nothing like what he used to be. But Frankie Montas is a guy that gives up a lot of hard contact to lefties. He does not generate a lot of soft contact. He doesn't have a soft contact pitch against lefties. He doesn't throw a lot of change-ups. He doesn't throw a lot of splitters or curveballs. You know, he, he's a sinker guy, and it, it's just he doesn't create a lot of soft contact with that pitch. So Cargo would probably be my favorite in that range, but JBJ always has the, the potential for RBIs. Um, but if I had to pick one of the two, I'd probably take Cargo, better lineup spot, and he's on the road. Okay. So before I even get to that spot, then let's let's do this right here. Do you know anything about the the opposing pitcher for Boston today, Swanson? He's a new kid, fresh meat here. Do you have any info on him that might that might sway us one way or another? Because we're about to talk about stacks anyway. You might as well get into Swanson and tell me what you think about the Boston stack. Yeah, the Boston stack's interesting as far as the righties go. Um, it's a small sample, but everything we've seen from Swanson so far is he doesn't have an out pitch against righties, and he's trying to use his fastball. His fastball is just being <laughs> obliterated across the field, um, and he's just he doesn't have that strikeout pitch. So he has a 13.6% K rate against righties. He's giving up a lot of hard contact with a lot of fly balls, so – like Betts, JD, Bogarts, Chavez, um, all very interesting. So, like, he's been better against lefties, Chop. He's been able to get a little bit more soft contact and a lot of more ground balls against lefties because he's been using his changeup a little bit more against lefties. But, you know, when we're looking at JBJ, he's been – he's struggled big time this year. So, you know, you're just – you're waiting for him to break out and have that game – and you're just kind of hoping that the RBI potential is there when you have a team that, you know, has one of the highest implied totals on the slate. Yeah, fair enough. So I think the things you just told me make me want to lean towards cargo then for this last spot right now. And we'll plug him in. But now I want to, you know, that's definitely not when I hit the submit button. Now I need to go back and fine tune some things. So we've got a lineup, filled it out. We got $0 left. So we're not going to upgrade necessarily, but I need to know, you know, we're in tournaments. Always a, an interesting thought to want to put a three, four, or five-man stack out there. So let's talk about some stacks here. So we pull up the Vegas odds here on RG because that's the, pretty much one of the first pages that I typically look at whenever uh, I start my research. Is It's nice and neat and lined up for us here. And uh, I just kind of go by there and I sort by projected runs. The top to bottom, the, the highest projected offenses against the – those pitchers today so 
looking up in, at some of the – who are some of your top stacks on the day? We talked a little bit about Boston. You, you mentioned that, but what else stands out to you? It's really hard to stack the Angels just in general. Um, but, like, I, I feel like we need to try to make it work today. Um, you know, lestella has been different. Trout's there. Otani being back and Pulhos kind of being out of the lineup, I feel like helps the lineup today. Hate playing Albert Pulhos in general. Um, and you can make a nice little four or five man with Goodwin, Calhoun, Simmons, you know, however you want to mix up those top, you know, six guys and, you know, good old top 35, Justin Bohr, um, who phenomenal. I don't know what got into that guy, but like he hit the ball so well last year at the beginning of the year. And he's just, I don't know if it's mental, but he's been struggling, but I like the angels. Um, I really like the blue Jays today. They're, they're the stack that I'm going to be probably way overweight on compared to the field. Um, I, we talked about Vlad, we talked about tells and smoke Gritchick and McKinney. They all profile so well against Dylan Covey and Covey just doesn't miss bats. So I hate stacking Toronto because they always disappoint, but man, this is a spot that like, I just, I can't pass on stacking the blue Jays against Dylan Covey. Yeah. Definitely. The thing about Toronto is they're kind of lingering down there in that second or third tier of team totals. And so they're going to go teams like that go like the first thing you're going to see is just just how I sorted it. They're going to jump out at the Angels are going to jump out. Huge team total tonight against Australia. That'll be a popular stack. Then they'll look at Colorado, always in Colorado against left hander. That'll be a popular stack. So I can almost avoid things like that. And even Boston, second highest team total on the board against Swanson, popular stack. So all we did, we didn't stack it. We just kind of one off what we thought would be the best hitter in those lineups anyway. We got Trout in there. We have uh, J.D. Martinez in there. We have Arenado in there. So we just one off. So I'm kind of looking down there. Can I find a stack that is going to be underappreciated, like a Toronto or even a Dodgers or something, and, and can I make that happen? So at a reasonable price tag. So, do you think that looking at our lineup right now, we have uh, we should maybe take some guys out and maybe try to put in a few other Toronto players? I mean, that's always a possibility. Like you can remove guys like Kipnis or or whoever you know, Seager, whatever, and you can try to make it like a you can kind of manufacture a little stack here if you really wanted to. Is it worth it, or is the pricing just so sweet on Yahoo today that man, this lineup looks really good? Yeah, just kind of looking at it like we have so many good pieces from so many good offenses tonight, so it's really tough. Like you'd kind of want to maybe work a stack, but I think the only way you're working a stack like today on the slate is you're taking Trout out of your lineup. And I don't know necessarily if I want to do that um, as far as like a stack goes. And the other thing about Yahoo you have to remember is two of the best hitters on the Blue Jays are both first basemen, and we can't play them both. Um, so we can't get smoke and tells in there, you know. So Sogard's expensive, so we're not really gaining anything there. Um, and Gritchick, Gritchick is interesting at 14 bucks, but with JD being 17, like, do I want Gritchick for 14 or do I want JD for 17? knowing that I'm still going to be able to keep trout. So, you know, a single entry team, I, I like what we built. Um, I would certainly roll it out there tonight um, if I was playing on Yahoo, but 
I like to stack. I think, you know, especially on a 13 game slate or 14 game slate, there's more chances of a stack winning than, you know, trying to get one off. So it'd be more about roster construction. We'd probably have to get rid of Trout or JD or both to make a stack work. Yeah, I really like what we did in, in this particular lineup. So as far as this one is concerned, uh, I'm probably going to use something like this. I, I may I may end up changing something, maybe a catcher if if, no, if somebody else pops off the chart to me later on in the day. So, but I, I like that. But for the sake of the show, I want let's do one where we do stack a little bit. So I'm gonna I can clear these guys out, and then we can focus on on a little stack because that's really what a lot of people do. Most people do in tournaments now, and that's kind of been proven to be the best way to to do the big stuff the big entry stuff so before we get into that I want to remind the chat if you have any questions fire them off we're probably gonna have some extra time left later on in the show and maybe i'll get to them and we can answer some of those questions also don't forget about the big promo here man hit the like and and then subscribe hit the like button on youtube and then subscribe to it drop your name in chat after you do it you're going to be eligible our producer is going to pick a random person out of there going to be eligible for prizes. Number one, if we get to 200 likes on the whole day, you're going to get your free premium for the month. If, if we could somehow muscle up a bunch of likes just during this show, you're going to get my book, man. This is my book. I didn't write it, but I read it, though. So you're going to get that from me. And Stevie's got a NASCAR package for you. But, but we got to get those likes during this show for those two. But you can always get the free premium. Just hit the like button and then subscribe on YouTube and we're good to go. So let's stack a little bit, man. Let's, uh, when I stack, I usually kind of start to look for my stack first. I can fill in with pitchers later. Um, then I can even either do a double stack or I can one off a bunch of hitters at good price tags, what have you. But first thing I want to do when my mind is set on stacking and I'm multi-entering is to find my four or five man stack, whatever side I'm on and whatever's optimal. That's what I look for first. So I've already mentioned you can start off at the top here and you're looking at the Angels. There's over a six implied run total against Straley. You got to love them. But any any team coming in over six projected runs at the top of the board like that is going to be popular. It's always merit to fading that. You got Boston against Eric Swanson, another team. Six, uh, they're, they're almost six runs projected for them. And they're sitting in that second spot. And they're at home. Boston at home is... Usually a pretty popular spot anyway for people to go to. Colorado at home, especially against a pretty weak left-hander, always going to be popular. So after you get those three, now those three, we, we know that they're great, but what do you think about them as far as stacking them in tournaments where they're probably going to be popular? Yeah, I think another thing that you always have to look at is like, all right, we have so many teams in good spots. Which bullpen stinks? um is very important and like baltimore's bullpen just stinks like their home run per nine is i think 0. 0.5 0. 0.4 higher than the marlins the marlins bullpen is pretty bad as well um but the baltimore bullpen has just been so bad so we already have a team that has the highest implied total plus facing one of the worst starting pitchers on the slate and then the bullpen stinks so you know, obviously that makes a lot of sense. Um, the Mariners bullpen has not been great. So, you know, you were talking about Boston. So they, you know, obviously they haven't been that great. Um, you know, it, it's tough to kind of figure out like one top stack today. Cause there's just so many good spots. I think this is a good day to maybe go three and three, three and four um, type type of stacks. But, you know, I go back to even like the blue Jays, the white Sox bullpen this season, 
Um, they are the fourth worst. So they're right up there as well. So the three stacks that we've been talking about, the Red Sox, the Angels, and um, the Blue Jays, all those bullpens stink. So it's not helping us any chop, uh, you know, when we're looking at trying to find a tiebreaker. So when I get to this point, now I'm looking at roster construction. Which stack can I make the best? And I feel good about the roster construction is where I'm at now. Okay, so with that being said, uh, another thing you could do is look at those teams, and we've already mentioned it because we took it on the other team. You could say Straley, Swanson, Lauer suck, some bullpen suck. We could one-off what we think are the best guys. Just so happens they come in at reasonable prices on Yahoo, and we can build a stack around them from one of the teams beneath them, right? So generally speaking, making a decision here, I think – we should one off Mike Trout again, JD and Arenado, and we and we take one of the other stacks beneath them and build around. And what do you think about that? Let's do it. It's gonna be tough. Uh, we're spending all of our money here, so we can do um, it. Man. We can do hey. anything we want. Well, the, the thing about stacking is there's really not a right or wrong answer to it because uh, you're just looking for anomalies anyway. You're looking for a pitcher to go out there and uh, to have a poor game like out of nowhere. Uh, you're ha- you're looking for a bullpen. You just need a, a one guy to come in out of the bullpen after your pitcher gets roughed up and have a terrible game. He had this is his off night, and then and then all of a sudden ten runs. That that can happen with any team out there. It, it could literally happen anywhere. So we can we're, what we're going to end up forcing ourselves to do, which is perfectly fine for stacking, is finding a, a a super low low priced stack, and that's that's we can do that. So I mean, I, I'm really in love with some of these guys one offs as a on some of these other teams. So I really want to play them. So I want to plug in Trout, if I could pull him up here. And Martinez, while I do that, go to that next level of stacks and tell me tell me something about those guys that, that are standing out to you tonight. You know, I'm just looking at our roster construction here. You know, we've eliminated third base and two outfield spots. So I'm looking for a stack that kind of works with that. And, you know, obviously using two outfield spots is where we're running into the biggest issue um, you know, I wish, I wish there was a way that we could make the Baltimore stack work. Um, but they, but we, you'd want to use the third baseman Ruiz in that stacks and, and you'd want to use two outfielders with Mancini and Smith jr. So that one's tough. I was trying to see, do you think, do you think like a Philly stack would work? Uh, you know, looking at the roster construction there, it's more of if we'd be able to just make it work price wise. You know, we have Singura at shortstop, use an outfield spot on Harper, Hoskins, and a catcher spot. But I, I just think we're using too much cap if we do that. So it's tough. All right. Well, let's, I got another team for you. Let's see if we can make this work because we've already alluded to a good, at least one good price in there that we could use. The Dodgers against Sanchez. Nice team total, but not big enough to where it's going to jump off the radar to people. I think there's some value on that team. We've already mentioned Seager being a super cheap option. And, you know, their lineup is so good. It's so it's just so all-around good that we could probably fill in with some of these positions. And, you know, we're not losing much because, yes, Bellinger's their best hitter, but really everybody in the lineup can hit. So second baseman, shortstop, catchers all are on the board so you want i want to try to make it work with the dodgers how about that do you like the dodgers tonight that's my that's my first question 
Chap, I'm wearing a Dodgers jersey. To... As a stack, you know you can't let your homerism get in the way of a DFS. Dude, I'm a Red Sox fan. I'm wearing a Dodgers oh, what, what, jersey because I want the Dodgers to blow the slate up. Like, I love stacking the Dodgers when they play at 10 o'clock. They're, they're always yeah. low-owned, and Anibal Sanchez stinks. I don't care what he did last year. Like, I could hit off Anibal Sanchez. So, I love the Dodgers. And you could play Muncie. You could play Seager. You could play Jock. You know, you're not obviously getting Bellinger because you're getting Trout and you're getting JD. But Jock is a guy that, you know, he's just been mashing the ball too. So, it really would depend, like, on on this stack. Like, if Kiki's in the lineup, you make a nice little four-man. Because then you could play Muncie, Kiki, Seager, and Jock. You can have the four-man. And then you can punt catcher and still have a little bit of um, money for a pitcher. Yeah. Looking at that price tag on Jock Peterson, man, uh, you know, let's try to make this happen right here. So Jock Peterson should find his way in the leadoff spot tonight. I don't think there's a Dodger lineup out yet, but he should be there. Seager, we've already mentioned him, 12 bucks. He fills the shortstop spot for us. I think you got to plug him in. So we're saving money. We're getting a top stack here. Now we got a catcher, first base, second base. What do you think? Yeah, first base, like, let's go Muncie. Uh, let's just keep this stack rolling. Um, he's 17 bucks. He's not the cheapest, but. Um, that's that's fine, though. We're, we're still good. We're still under, under our average salary. So are you a four-man guy or a five-man stack guy? I'm usually like two fours. Um, okay. I, I like that. I like the four three too, and then like getting maybe one power guy upside just to be different. It's very rare that a five man stack like does what you need to do on like a, a slate like this. If it's a five game slate, I don't mind stacking like five guys. But um, you know, if we put Muncie in at first base, maybe we go back to Kipnis at, at second um, and just take that value and, you know, that and maybe another cheap catcher. And I think that would give us enough to make the pitching situation work. Okay. Well, as of right now, we got our Muncie, we got our Seeker, we got our Peterson. <clears throat> now, when you're in a spot like this, just, just strategically, not just tonight, but any night, and you really want to make a fourth, a fourth man in your stack, are you, are you willing, do you usually look and say, all right, I can play the catcher here that eats up a, a part of the stack that's good, or do you just are you just perfectly content with your three guys and then you you and then you'll play another catcher from somewhere else? Because I mean, I don't know, a lot of people fall in the trap. I gotta have four Dodgers. I want I want a stack, I gotta have four of them, and I gotta catch a spot open. So let's just plug in a catcher, but it's kind of a, a weird, a weird position anyway. Are you a put your are you a use a stack spot on your catcher, or do you just try to like me, find you typically find the cheapest catcher possible on the board. Who's the cheapest catcher, Chop? <laughs> now, if my if if the, I'm saying though, like if if my catcher is is cheap, like if you can you can find if like say today the Dodgers lineup comes out and Travis Darno or Russell Martin's the catcher over Barnes, like they're men's salary, they fit into what I'm trying to do at catcher by punting. I'll play my catcher for my stack in that aspect, but. If I have to pay more than I want to pay on a catcher just in general, like I would much rather just punt catcher and, you know, maybe even like pay up at second base and get part of my stack. But um, I don't have to have my catcher. Catcher to me is a, is a wasted spot. Okay. Fair enough then. So we, all right. So I got these two spots open here. And before we fill them in, I think, I think you're correct. I think I'm probably – this is probably a good time to take a look at pitcher, revisit pitching. 
what I like to do now is say, okay, at the very least, if I plugged in two men's salary guys and catcher in second base, that would cost me 14 bucks. That'd take me down to 75 total on my budget for two pitchers. So if I did that, if I kept things the same and went two men guys, I'd have about 75 per pitch or 75 for two pitchers here for two, two guys. So with that being said, let's take a look at some pitching and we're going to have to go cheap, but that's okay, man. In the tournament, I'm hundred percent on board. with going for cheap pitching. That's kind of what I've done over the years and it's been perfectly fine. You're going to have plenty of nights, especially early this year where you'll, you'll get on Twitter and you'll hear everybody complain about the big pitchers aren't coming through. You spend so much money. You're not getting well. It's great for tournaments whenever you, you can take these mid-price or low-price guys and the big pitchers collapse on you. That's fantastic. So lower-priced guys, what, what can we do here? We've already talked about Lopez being a, a pretty solid option. He actually fit, fits the build here pretty good. But in this lower range, we're forced to take two guys. Talk to me. What are we, what are we looking at? I think we're looking at Jake Odorizzi. Um, we're looking for strikeouts, right? Like, yeah. we're, we're building a tournament team. We're looking for strikeouts. And – Detroit, when we're looking at them as a whole this season, there's plenty of strikeouts in that lineup. Um, everybody in the projected starting lineup has a strikeout rate over 20% since the start of the last season. If we narrow it down to just this season, they're at around 26.8%. And Jake Odorizzi is a guy that he has strikeout up, upside. So I think when we're looking at tournament upside, just in general, Chop, I think we're looking at a guy like Jake Odorizzi, under 40 bucks, kind of fits this build pretty well. Okay, so Odorizzi, we could go – and now now it becomes kind of like combinations also, you know. Which two-man combination do you like the best? So Odorizzi, and then the, the, then we'd be left with a guy who's about $37 or less, and that could be Pablo Lopez. That could be – I mean, if we really wanted to go one of these uh, – like a Tehran, I'm not really into that. So Odorizzi and maybe a Kenta Maeda. We've already talked about Lopez. That could be a guy. So – What's our combination? Uh, and actually, we could actually uh, go all the way up to Eduardo Rodriguez, too, and for Boston against against Seattle. Seattle's not been terribly great lately with the bats. Eduardo's an okay pitcher. He's only 40 bucks. Kind of want to keep everything under 40 or less. So is Odorizzi the guy? Odorizzi and who? Odorizzi and Lopez? Um. Yeah, probably. Um, might it make sense too because we built a yeah. Dodger stack. Um, so we're kind of hoping that our Dodger stack goes off. Maeda at least goes five, gets the win, kind of fits into this build. And then you can kind of maybe then you'll have a little bit extra, maybe to get a little bit better bat at either catcher or second base. Um it would work really well, like if we played those two guys and like like a guy like Kiki Hernandez is in the lineup because then you get another Dodger in your stack. Um, and then you get two pitchers that are okay. Like nothing special about these guys, but you're looking for just give me, give me like 40 fantasy points and call it a day at pitcher tonight. Yeah. Sometimes that works, man. Sometimes you don't even have to have a big performance out of your guy. Just so long as the, the top guys don't crush, then you can still be all right. So, Oh man. For the time being, I'm going to put in my ADA just because I, it's a pretty good price. So catcher, spot left, a second base spot left. It's a $17 budget for those two spots. Uh, looking at Kiki Hernandez, 10 bucks. I mean, we'd have to downgrade the pitcher. If he's in the lineup, we'd have to downgrade the pitcher here. Or no, we actually could play him. You're right. 
put him in there. Yeah, we get Kiki. That gives you your four man. Yeah. Um, it gives you your four man, and then you just punt the catcher. And we earlier we played Cervelli, so you know you're just looking at a seven dollar guy in the lineup as, as best uh, in the lineup as you can. Wilson you know, Ramos too, since yeah. we don't have Lopez in this there's lineup. Always good, there's always good like seven and eight dollar catchers on Yahoo. That's the good thing about them, right? So yeah. hey, listen, punt that catcher position. <laughs> yeah, this a. Uh, I mean, okay. So looking at this lineup. I got a, I got the, I got my Dodger stack and I like it a lot. Muncie, Hernandez, Seager, and, and Jock Peterson. When you're talking about a stack, you know anybody one through eight could could go off in a stack. You're just hoping for an anomaly. We just happen to have some really good hitters in there. We didn't spend much money on them. We we won off some of the best hitters from some of those other teams at the top of the team total list. You know Trout, JD, Nolan Arenado. This lineup is stacked. Our other lineup looked good but we kind of one-off players from everywhere. So comparing the two, the stack lineup, and then the one where we just kind of handpicked a bunch of players from a bunch of different teams, and we used salaries to our advantage, and we loaded up on pitcher, actually. Actually, we went with a, a really a stud pitcher. That's what we're lacking in this lineup is a stud pitcher, but I'm okay with that. Which one, which one do you prefer for tournaments? Probably this one. Um, I think there is more upside with this one. As much as we like Luis Castillo today, if Luis Castillo beats Jake Odorizzi by five to eight points and Maeda, you know, matches Lopez or is a little bit lower than Lopez and five to 10 is fine. But like we're getting a low owned Dodgers four man. They're not going to be popular. And we're getting probably three of the most popular hitters from the better teams. So um, I hate playing chalk one offs. I will say that, but. I'm looking at the three best hitters from those teams outside. You can make an argument for Mookie being better than JD, but um, I like this team. I like the second team. I think the first team we built is really strong too. Um, both of those teams are good. Man, we must know what we're doing. We've been around for a little while. Yeah, I like it. I think that's the one I'm gonna. I think that's the one I'm gonna hit submit on when this is all said and done, and then we'll just make sure everybody's in the lineup, and you know. Re- revisit the catcher position, make sure there's not like a, a guy sneaking up into the top five of a batting order who's batting, who's only seven bucks on Yahoo. You can look for that stuff n- near lock. So uh, we're just about there, guys. Let me see if we have any questions here. Uh, Stevie, I got one for you. YouTube question, best value second baseman on FanDuel if you happen to have the FanDuel salaries pulled up. I don't know if you do. Uh, I only take a click. Let's see. Um, I haven't built my FanDuel teams yet. Or just I still really any value. I mean, we talked about Kipnis over here on Yahoo, so I imagine yeah. he's probably similar on Fan or on FanDuel. Yeah. Yeah. Just looking, Kipnis is twenty four hundred on FanDuel as well, so he's cheap over there. Um, that would probably be the best value for me. Fair enough. All right, man. I don't know. Let's see what we else we got here. I don't see too many more questions, Stevie. I mean. Give me some. Uh, give me. Give me a home run predictions tonight. I, I'll, I'll give me a home run prediction tonight. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna stay with Rowdy. Um, I like okay. tells to go deep, and I'll give you a twofer from that game. I'm telling you, Vlad um, is gonna hit his first home run tonight. Like, give me the twofer from that game. Okay, fair enough. I like that. And then, uh, and then looking over the stacks, taking ownership into account, salaries of the hitters, and. All those other good things. Give me your favorite stack on the night. Uh, favorite stack still probably Boston, um, Boston or Toronto. But my favorite sneaky stack that I know I'm going to have at least one stack on each team is the Dodgers. Um, 
low owned Dodgers against Annabelle. I stink Sanchez um, makes for a very interesting night. Yeah, the more I look at the Dodgers, they are probably my favorite stack on the night. Also, I like to. It's just too easy to look at some of those really super high team totals and, and build those teams. That's just it's not really how you win the tournaments. You kind of got to get down there and find the the lower own stack. I think the Dodgers are that. So with that being said, guys, I do want to remind you throughout the course of the day. I don't know. Do we have a tally on the likes and during the show? I don't know. I don't think we got our 200, but keep on clicking it. Keep on subscribing because it's the free Roto Grinders membership for a month is on the line still. All you got to do is hit 200 likes throughout the course of all the shows today. So we still got another couple hours to go for that. But I think we did our job here, Steve. We built a couple different lineups here. Any words for the people before we get up on out of here? It's a 14-game slate. If you like something that is not mentioned anywhere, then play it. You know, don't be afraid to – if your research points you somewhere, um, don't be afraid to play it. Fair enough. Guys, get up in those Yahoo GPPs. Sometimes they don't even fill. They're the best bang for your buck out there. That's the way you build a bankroll. I'll be in there tonight. Hope I see you there. Good luck in those GPPs. And for Stevie, I'm Head Chopper. We'll catch you later. We're out of here. going on everybody brick divine here from roto grinders to talk you through some new additions to the lineup builder that can hopefully help you make some better lineups uh, along with some ideas on how to best use these uh, the first thing we've done here is we've changed the randomness or what we call the range of outcomes uh, for baseball so what this has done before you used to just have one slider and if you had a guy who was set at 10 fantasy points you can kind of see on the tooltip here, and you set the range of outcomes at 10%. Every time a lineup was made, it would now give him a projection somewhere between 9 and 11, so a 10% on either end of that 10 range. Uh, what we've done for baseball is sometimes I think hitters have quite a bit more variance than pitchers, and if you agree with me on that, we now have different range of outcomes for both hitters and pitchers. Uh, I tend to set my range of outcomes for batters a little bit higher. I tend to set my range of outcomes for pitchers a little bit lower. So what this would allow is somebody like Blake Snell, uh, who we have uh, projected, uh, let me switch back to the bat here real quick, uh, at around, let's just say, 20 fantasy points, exactly 20 fantasy points. Look at that. So on the build rules, what the pitcher range of outcome does is if he had 20 fantasy points, it gives him a range in the lineup builder of 20% on either end of that. So that would be between 16 and 24. Every single time a lineup is made in the lineup builder, Blake Snell would get 
uh, some number in that range. Where for hitters, where we think there's a little bit more, uh, a bigger range of outcomes, right? A hitter can get zero, a hitter can get 45. There's a lot of different outcomes for hitters. So now we can actually make hitters have a little bit wider variance every time a lineup gets made. And I think this is really good and should help make uh, some better lineups for you guys out there. Um, I would typically set somewhere in the 30 to 40 range, I think is good for me on batters. And pitchers anywhere in the, in the 20 to 30 is typically what I use. You can play around with these uh, and it all depends on your type of play style and what you want. Um, but that's a couple of tips you know, if I had to, to do something, I think something like this right here uh, is what I typically use when I make lineups. Uh, the other thing we've recently added is ownership settings. Um, we've given you a min and a max. And let me just kind of show you what this looks like. If I just make, uh, you can see I've got, uh, I, I can make a couple of stacks here really quick for tonight. Uh, so I've got some five, three stacks queued up. And this is with no min max. Um, I haven't done anything to the player pool or anything like that. Uh, if I just build 10 lineups, it'll take about, oh, maybe 20 seconds or so for the lineup builder uh, to kick these out. You'll see that without limiting the player pool, oh, this is on the early slate anyway. Um, without limiting the player pool, you know, we can see we get ownership pretty high in the 170 range. We get a, a lot of lineups like that. And I got to be honest, when I'm making tournament teams, I don't want anything that really looks like a chalk lineup. So what I always like to do is I like to see what, it, what, it, what ownerships are getting kicked out on my lineups with no settings. And then I like to reduce that quite a bit to, to get some more lineups that uh, have a little bit more variance to them that are a little bit lower owned so that I'm just fighting less people in the field with the lineups that I make. You know, if I make this lineup, there's going to be a whole bunch of other people with Colorado stacks just like mine, probably paired with some Washington stacks. And instead of fighting uh, a thousand people in the tournament that might have a lineup that looks pretty similar to this, if I lower the ownership, maybe I'm only fighting a hundred people that have a lineup that looks some, something very similar to what I have. Uh, so what I do, you know, if this, if I saw about a 175, uh, I would probably go back to my build rules and I would set something of a cap, maybe of around like a 130. Um, it's just going to give me, it still allows me to use some chalk players, but when those chalk players are in lineups, now it's going to automatically fill my team with players that aren't as highly owned kind of around my chalk players. And on the other side too, you won't get this too often, but you really don't want a lineup full of one percenters either. So I typically set a minimum ownership of about 50% on most reasonably sized slates. I just, I just don't want two low owned pitchers with a low owned stack and a couple of low owned one offs. I think that's getting a little too far off the board. I just like to assure that I'm not playing the most chalky lineups and I like to assure that I'm not playing the most obscure lineups. Uh, so you can see here if I if I make a couple of stacks like this, you know, we were up in the 170s, the 175s for ownership, and now we really shouldn't see any lineup over 130% total total ownership on that. So you can see here it's giving me, you know, it, it just threw in a couple different pitchers. It threw in a couple lower owned players as well. And now my lineups are looking a little bit different than the rest of the field simply because I'm just not stacking up the two chalkiest players. Uh, another rule of thumb, uh, if you're trying to determine ownership is kind of something I do is I'll look at the projected ownership for the top two pitchers 
I'll add those together. So in this case, it would be 67. Uh, and then I'll take the, the top three or four hitters too. So if I go, uh, I can bring up my calculator. I don't know if you can see that. But we were at 67 uh, and then the hitters, 27, 25, 24. We're at like 143 with the top three hitters. That's kind of another reason to do that. So I, I chose 130 here, but I think 140 is also simple. I just don't want the the pure chalk in all of my tournament builds. So I use this every time uh, I make tournament teams on the lineup builder. Um, I limit the, uh, the minimum. Uh, I don't want all one-off teams. And I, I definitely go below the overall total, total ownership. So I just want to go over this once again, uh, how I use this, because this is a very powerful tool that we've created for you. So again, this is what it looks like normally. If I make 10 lineups with a min-max of zero, you're just playing basically the best stacks. This is if you haven't done anything to your player pool. I will go in and, and limit a lot of things on my player pool as well. Um, you don't have to do that if you don't want to. Um, you could use kind of this tool to do some of the limiting for you. But you'll see here, as soon as the lineup builder finishes making the lineups, again, 169, ownership 169, 150, uh, 177, right? These are very chalky teams, teams that are very likely to look like what some of your opponents might have out there today. So just to alleviate that, you can set the max. Um, you know, I chose a number of 130. And then I also set a minimum to, uh, I think 50 is a pretty reasonable number. And it just allows you to make non-ultra chalk lineups in your tournament builds based off our projected ownership. Um, the projected ownership we provides um, pretty accurate. And it allows you to just kind of differentiate yourself a little from you know, in the algorithms, if you're making 100, 100 lineups and you want to assure that none of them are ultra chalky, this is a very easy way to do that. And it's something I use uh, all the time when I'm MMEing uh, on the 